0: All right, hyper <laughs> said 100, 140 words, <laughs> and we are live apparently at, a high, refresh <laughs> at a high refresh rate. At high <laughs> refresh rate, welcome to the last word with Lord Cardino and Ibantis on that Friday evening campfire. Nice little special guest action, but first, E, how are you doing? What is going on with you? You should be smiling because of some announcements Dude. I heard. <laughs>
1: I got to see gameplay for *Canterbridge of Spirits, which was really cool. I'm looking forward to that yeah. game. It looks so, so cool. It might be like, it may be one of those like six hour, eight hour experiences if it's like an Ori and the Blind Forest, but like the animators who turned it into, it looks so cool. And then before that, totally blown away, Elden Ring, official like two hour and 43 second trailer. I've watched it like four times already. I cannot wait. I'm completely pumped. But before we talk about any and all that stuff. We got a man joining us. If you guys are in here watching it live, checking it out on video, you guys can see his face. So let's get this thing started and bring him in how we always do. Welcome to The Last Word, episode number 153. It's Christmas in June, as it is that E3 time of year. Summer Games Fest kicked off with its huge announcement last night. The next week should bring lots of news and crazy about crazy and fantastic upcoming games. But we go through the hype roller coaster this like this year after year after year and yet for the past seven years we have been logging in nearly every tuesday to check in on our guardians and who better to take a look back at things in destiny than our guest tonight a man who grew up in the world of playstation and knows a thing or two about epic moments after some time in the soul series he took his passion for games and skills in writing and made something unique in the destiny community if you go to buy for myelin to learn about the lore and story of destiny then you should equally look to our guest as your retrospective master in all things in-game moments in the franchise. Over the past couple of years, this man has made some of the best videos that take a deep dive into all the activities, moments, and secrets this franchise has given us over the over the years. He is a wizard of time travel, as anyone who watches one of his videos feels like they are right back in the middle of each epic moment so many many of us have experienced. From year one and a little activity called Prison of Elders, to the infamous 24 hours of Last Wish, his videos will take you through the journey of what it has been like to play this crazy game over the course of the past seven years. So without further ado, and without a Twitter as well, sitting or standing at his mojo desk, the one, the only, F. 1997 How are you doing tonight, sir?
2: I'm good. How are you guys? Wow. I was not expecting that crazy ass intro. That was so cool. That is what we do, man. We got to bring into the campfire in style. I was very happy. That was a that was a that was a well written verse. I appreciate that. From an actual <laughs>
1: collegiate writer. It needs some work, but I'll take it. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm 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 chilling today. Yeah, Good, man. Good Maybe, I don't know if you me. can hear my dogs. They're apparently excited to have you on the podcast, too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. My, not the cars by me, they're excited, too.
1: No, I was <laughs> like, I mean, I'm going to kind of jump in basically at first and mm-hmm. say... I know I exploded yesterday when Elden Ring finally got announced and I know you've played the Souls series. So I want to get your kind of history on the Souls series a little bit. I know this is a destiny podcast, but I can't not talk about it. So kind of how much you played in souls and then also just your quick take on Elden Ring as well. Cause I'm pumped.
2: Um, I have played a lot of dark souls and bloodborne and Sekiro. I think those games are probably if I'm not playing destiny, You'll catch me playing that like just off stream, just by myself, just absolutely like gobbling, just sitting here at my desk, just playing like they're just so addicting and endlessly replayable. And I mean, I was just blown away by the trailer yesterday. I think like it literally made my day. I was just in a good mood for the rest of the day. Nice. nice.
0: Yeah, that thing looked amazing, man. I, like I said earlier, we were talking. I mean, I'm not a Souls guy, but, you know, obviously the hype behind it, you know, I thought artistically, the trailer really set a nice mood. It was just... It looked phenomenal. I I was really impressed. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, man, I know the Souls community has to be going crazy. So, e, I I'll bring it back to you,
1: man. Like, were you just in, like, this
0: tears of joy? Did did the tears well up? Were you, like, like, I wasn't... I
1: was like, the tears... It wasn't specifically tears, but we were going through the full, like, 90-minute or so presentation. I was working Mm -hmm. on stuff back and forth, catching the live things, peeking back, seeing... And then like I'm hearing but I wasn't quite looking at the screen cuz I'd stepped away and they're like I got one more I'm like literally come running back in the room sit down and I can see like the names pop up and I was just like yes yes like my stream's probably like pulling their headphones away so that so I don't like blow out their ears thank, thank you limiters so I don't do that um no it was it was really cool to know that it's like the biggest game they've ever made it's an open world setting and there's a horse that you could just Jump onto it at any point. You have a, you have a, you have a Ipona. you have Ipona, mm-hmm. And honestly, what is it? Miyazaki. I think that's his name. If I get the name right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Has some Zelda influence in some things that he's enjoyed. So it's like seeing something like basically a horse, like a mount that you can jump on for one kind of knows how big the world's going to be. Cause you need a horse to run around on it. And then on top of that, you've got the fact that, like, we're seeing, like, magical swords come out and crazy-looking bosses. I mean, it's a Souls game, for sure. It has all the feel, has looked like the Sekiro, like, lightning come down with the dragon shot that you had. All the bosses look crazy over the top, but it's it's a full, fantastical, not quite the Lovecraftian that they've been doing for a little while, not Bloodborne. It's its own thing, and with the George R. R. Martin world-building. People may give, like, Game of Thrones Season 8 somehow, but, like... The world they built in like one through six and seven is fantastic. So if it's anything of that level and lore, man, people are going to be breaking that thing down forever. So I'm, I'm out of my mind. And we got a date. Like I thought it was just going to be a trailer cool. It exists, yeah. you know it. Hit. And then yeah, it's like yeah. January. I was like, yes. And honestly, because I expect Des- Destiny to probably be February. I'm like, perfect. I'll
2: have time. So. Oh yeah, good. He's in a good space. Yeah. 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 It. Nice. It's like. For me, because I think my first Souls game was Bloodborne back on back in me PS4. Too. That was, I was my like, first I like oh, I, I like jumped into it and was just like, all right, I heard about this game, you know, a friend recommended it to me. I hopped on there, like just completely played it for the first time without any any insight, any help at all. I got rolled like my first day, <laughs> I think I spent 14 hours, didn't get past the first section like I was just so bad. It was so new to me, I was like man this is really not pulling any punches but then you know once you learn it and you kind of understand that it's really just dodge and hit as weird as that sounds really just dodge and hit it's like ah, this game you know like all mm-hmm. right this is pretty easy and then you just get better and better and then every single playthrough you get faster you get you know you try new things and then i jumped into dark souls one right after and was like wow like every single one of these games two 2 is a little different. Yeah, two, I heard 2, two is two, rough. Two, 2 is fun. It takes a little bit of time to get into, but 2 is fun. Yeah. Like, especially, you know, you get you get the iframes working for you, then 2 becomes a lot better. But 3 is like the one that I think a lot of people really modern day. Mm-hmm. 3 probably holds up the best out of any of the games. Yep. Yeah, for Although sure. Although I would say if Bloodborne was on PC, that would probably be oh, the one that Bloodborne everybody Bloodborne had be 60 playing.
1: frames. It's probably oh. going to steal everything.
2: 60 FPS on PC give the modding community something to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bloodborne would be perfect, but I mean now we get. I mean Sekiro was great. It was a little more linear. It was great, but it was it was linear, which like you know for me doesn't offer the same replayability that the other games did. Mm-hmm. But now Elden Ring looks to be open world and a combination of all of those. And I, I just I, I can't wait. Like it's it's literally just going to be everything that I've been wanting out of one of these games mm-hmm. and I, and more. Yeah, um, yeah. I was beyond pumped. Is there anything else you guys
1: have seen in the last day or so? I know we're still early. Microsoft's big, big thing is obviously oh. going to be Sunday. I know Cognito is going to be glued and talking for twelve hours about that one. Um, oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know how long you got a voice, but that you're going to figure out oh, where it is. No. Um, but what are you guys? Reaction. What else are you guys looking forward to this week before we jump into Destiny? Because this is Christmas in July. I mean, this is literally the joke of E3. If you if you're a gamer at all, this time of year is hype. It always is, and we're kind of back into the point where now we have three. IG and Summer Gaming, Summer Games Fest, and truly an E3 is back, even in more of a digital form this year. What are you guys looking forward to?
2: Let's get, let's get it. What, what's your hype about, Um, I watched a trailer yesterday for this game called Planet of Lana, which is oh, like a hand... Yeah, it's like a hand-drawn oh yeah, hand one. Yeah. yeah, with yeah, the, that... little,
0: the little creature and, and the child mm-hmm. or whatever, and whatever. Oh my god, it looks beautiful. Continue, I'm sorry.
2: That mm-hmm. game looked really cool. Uh unfortunately hollow knight Song is not going to get any news this year like they just have nothing and that's pain because hollow knight is probably my other favorite game outside nice. of destiny that i just love playing like nice. I, hollow knight Song, whenever that drops I, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be on that instantly um <laughs> there's another one that i think like a lot of people are really excited for it has like a lot of zelda inspiration i don't remember what it's called though but it's like um I think I know what you're talking about. I missed. Yeah, name I too. don't remember what it's called. It's like 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 um, it's like a female protagonist. I forgot. I forgot what it's called. But it, yeah. that that game looks dope. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, man. What about it you, is, Cog?
0: There's a ton, man. I mean, I got a lot. Uh, Battlefield kind of impressed me, dude. I, mean, I was. I was.
1: Yo. I think it's that's kind of one of those weird things about not having seen one every single year in an occurring time. Like it's been a little while. It's had a chance to like fall out and almost feel fresh. And you know, you've had your shooters, you've had your battle royales. This is just. Big, giant, multi, one hundred twenty eight players is insane, dude. That is, that's a lot going on. Now, granted, not there could so be much. giant maps you may never see half the people, but the fact that there's anything that scale and it's next gen only, so you know it requires the power. It's like, that's mm-hmm. sorry to steal your thunder there, yeah. but yeah, no, kinda, no, 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 you you literally on fire, bro, because that's literally how I felt. You said it perfectly. Like, you know,
0: the thing about Battlefield is it, it you miss it because it's not the annualized thing. And I remember I was a big. Cod fanboy, like before Battlefield, I was just Cod, Cod, Cod. And my friend was like, yo, Battlefield's better. And I'm like, eh. And then I tried it. And I'm like, oh, this is full-scale war. oh Oh, this is vehicles. This is, you know, and I remember playing three and then playing four and really getting hooked. And my only issue with the last two was that I'm gonna be honest, I'm kind of, I'm over the whole four scores in seven years ago. Oh, the and historic I'm, stuff?
1: Well, yeah, I think everybody just, is, and that's the I'm nice just, thing, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm just, I want modern so bad. So when I heard the rumor that it was modern, I'm like, oh, okay, and then the 128, and then I like the goofy stuff. I like them jumping out the the, the plane with a rocket launcher. And then the, the other thing was um what what four used to do was this thing. It was a scripted event, but it was so cool to I me. Mean, it was called Levolution. Oh yeah, and like the
1: the building would destroy and like big giant it. skyscraper so, look, would fall down, cut the map in half and stuff. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, man. So look, 128 players. I know there's a, a bit of controversy because there's no campaign. I, I get it, you know. But i st- I still have to admit it, it looked really cool. To um Evans' point. Yeah, that, uh, what is it, Planet of Lana game, that game, mm-hmm. was really
1: sick. I will I think say, was about- um, what is like the isometric MMO Diablo Amazon game? You know what I'm talking about that oh, I was no, like, no. why does, first off, an Amazon game, and I'm not sure I trust any of those until they're literally yeah. playable or for more than a minute, but two, it's mm-hmm. like an isometric MMO, and I was so confused, I was like, it seems kind of cool, but also kind of weird. Mm-hmm. That one kind of threw me off. Um, it was like
2: It was like the Amazon one, right? The yeah. Amazon MMO? Yeah. Power of um, Luca
1: or something like that? No, it's called like New World, I oh, think. No, New or, World's or, like a World about? of Warcraft okay. thing. There's okay, like yeah. a, they have a set but I didn't even know they had a second game. So they actually have another one from Amazon. So yeah, I was very surprised that that's there. So there were some interesting ones. I mean, Xbox obviously is going to try and steal the entire week with everything they can possibly drop. So I'm very curious how much we yeah, see Xbox about Halo? It's going to be
2: crazy. Yeah, like I think I think we actually see something about like Bethesda stuff from Xbox. Like I think we see a lot of Bethesda stuff yeah. because they just bought them earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Elder Scrolls 6, I don't know if we get an announcement. I think we if anything we get like another little like weird teaser. But then there's that space IP that they were going oh, to make Starfield, maybe yeah. yeah, Starfield. Yeah, I feel Blade. like we get more info on that. Like mm-hmm. maybe like not a lot but just Something and then, uh, there's, there's supposed to be next week is supposed to be loaded. We're supposed to find out way more about Elden Ring on Tuesday. We're supposed yep. to find out like a lot on Tuesday. Like, Tuesday is supposed to be like the big day for everything. Yes, I work till about noon and then I'm gonna just be glued. So, oh, yeah,
0: game of Christmas, same thing. I, I'm hype, you know, Starfield. Let's see what's going on with that. The Bethesda showcase, we we'll see what's yep. going on with that. You know, next week is even more. Next Breath of the Nintendo, Wild, too. Breath of the Wild, too. Like, <laughs> <interesting>. oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been so busy. I mean, again, apologies for me running a little late today. But, yeah, all right. you know, I've been so busy just being on podcasts and everyone wants to talk. Everyone's excited. It's that time of year, mm-hmm. even Christmas, man. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm hype, brother. I'm hype, man.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, outside of the world of non-Destiny stuff, which I'm sure some of you guys were like, can we get to the Destiny stuff now, please? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but no, like, uh, Destiny is kind of honestly hitting its stride perfectly right now between the storytelling that they're doing, uh the world that they're kind of setting up and things like that. And before we go too far, I kind of wanted to ask you Evan about mm-hmm. some of what you've been through over the past couple of years in just this like explosion on your videos and how you've been doing these I can't think of any better way to say it but just like the amazing retrospectives that you do about any topic, activity, event, raid, raid, whatever it is, like, how did you, what made you decide to do that? And then in the depth that it did, with, like, what was the explosion that caused you, like, this is like my thing. I found my niche. Like, what, mm-hmm. what, what kicked that off and where'd it begin?
2: So, like, it all kind of began when I was, there was a summer where I decided, like, you know, I, I had this like internship, kind of like, like paid internship opportunity working for this cool company, like this corporation doing the, you know, boring, like corporate video work pretty much, but yeah. it would have been like really good on like a resume. And I decided I was like, you know, I kind of don't like doing this, but I also really like making content. And I always like, I, like, I always enjoyed making videos. Um, So I like started doing some guide stuff. And then I found that guides weren't really making me happy. Like I wasn't really enjoying talking about like how to get this title, how to do this thing. Like it's not for everybody and it wasn't for me. And then one day, I just remember this like very, very clearly. Like one day there was I made a guide on solo flawless pit of heresy. And that video like did really well. Like the first day, I think it had like a hundred thousand views, and I was like, Holy hell, like people really like this. Nope. Okay, cool. Let me let me try something new. Because there was this whole thing about Bagel 4K and Zupa Dupa going for 999 yes. power, like that season. And it got like a lot of attention. I was like, you know. I I like I like thought to myself, I was like, nobody is really talking about like the community side. And that's the side that I'm always like interested in is like the people that are doing cool things in these games, like taking things the devs don't really intend for them to do and just pushing the boundaries forward. Because like for me, that just shows that people love the game and like they're so committed. And I think that's the part that like on YouTube, especially people are like, dude, I want to hear about that. And like, I always want to hear about that stuff. And I kind of thought to myself, I was like, you know, every time I do a raid, every single time I do a raid, somebody is like on LFG. Somebody's just like, hey, you remember when this thing was busted for this? And then somebody (laughs) else is like, yeah, I do. And then somebody else is like, no, Mm -hmm. I don't. I didn't play during that time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, nobody's really talking about that stuff. And that's the stuff that everybody wants to talk about. That's stuff that I like talking about. So let me just. Make a video about this whole 999 power situation because I figured like I was gonna try to be like the community Destiny news guy, yes. and then that video exploded. I think in like two Ooh. days it hit like a million views, and I was like, "Holy oh. shit! Like wow. this is crazy." And That's then, amazing. and then like right after, I was like, "Okay, but now I'm gonna do guides and some of this stuff." So I like did a couple <laughs> guides, like like how to get this. Challenge done in Garden of Salvation, and then I did like, where does Garden of Salvation rank among like the best raids? And I had a really now looking back at it, I now know to like not rank raids after a week or two, but like give them months <laughs> give of time. time to settle. <laughs> yeah, give it yeah. time to settle. Yeah, yeah. Because like if, don't if be you don't, at a if, <laughs> if you don't, you put Garden of Salvation in a very high regard when I don't think Garden is my favorite raid by any means. I think it's like lower, <laughs> very low on my list of raids, but. Um, and then I was just like, I, I, I kind of thought about it, and I, I, I thought to myself, I was like, man, there's so many cool stories of like weapons and just like uh, raids, like like community stories that have happened in this game, and there's nobody that has made anything about it, and I just figured. You know, I'm going to talk about this community story with um, the Last Wish raid race. I'm going to talk about Niobe Labs. I'm going to talk oh, about this stuff and like, because like because I wanted to do just community focused things at first. Like that was my goal. Was like I want to do community stuff, like just the stuff that just involves this hardcore community. That did really well, but then I kind of thought to myself, I was like, th- there's you know, there's just there's a, there's a lot, but there's also not a lot, and I feel like yeah. people also kind of want to know. About other things and they kind of maybe watch this in a more nostalgic way too like they almost have like a nostalgia about it and i was like i don't necessarily like my goal was never to be a straight up nostalgia channel like that wasn't my goal was to be like the history guy (laughs) my goal was to talk about just the community stories and then go to other games talk about their community stories but then people really liked it and then i really liked it too so i was like all right let me try to make a video about this exotic weapon the Galahorn. And then let me make a video about this thing. And then everybody was like, oh man, I'm like, I've been waiting on this video. I've been waiting for you to cover this topic. So people are like hyped, anticipating certain videos to come out. I
0: gotta get people what they want, man. Yeah. AMC presents
1: the history of Destiny with our our uh, host tonight, Mr. Evan F.
2: (laughs) uh, Yeah. It's just like, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. Like, and and there's still so much to talk about. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's crazy how how far it's come. I wanted to shout you out on that because, um, I think,
0: like just hearing you explain it and and how you kind of got into that pocket, because when I came across your content, that's literally what I felt. I was like, this is like the the Destiny Hist- History Channel in the sense of. Where where it where you were in that moment, yep. like exactly what was happening, what was going on, how did the community feel, how was it received, and you do it in such a good way, it's just so well done. Especially the Nairobi Labs, I remember that one particularly. That was mm-hmm. really good. You know, just seeing how people were putting it together, and then the weapons, and they this one had to have this weapon, and each stage of the puzzle. Until it got there, you know, and just even the way you capture the excitement from people at the time and stuff like that, it's really well produced, really well done. Obviously, I'm a vault guy, so I was very biased and very happy to see mm-hmm. your uh, your coverage on The Vault of Glass and why it was so <laughs> important to this, because there's some people who just think it's this nostalgic raid and that's all it was, but it had truly never been done and it was well done, and to see how you chronicle that, it was just... Cool. So you, I, I love how you have that pocket and you kind of embraced it because you realize, hey, the people, they do want this. They do enjoy this content from you and, and for you to continue to, to to do that stuff and also look out for more stuff that they ask you about. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
2: So I got three. Well, questions. Thank you. No, sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, like, thank you. Like that's Yeah, yeah it's just it, it's been it's been a journey. That's all yeah. I can say.
1: So I wanted to ask like three items. I wanted to go hardest of your videos to make. Favorite video to make and the one that you're afraid to make. Okay.
2: Uh <laughs> hardest video I've ever made is one that is actually not out on YouTube, and I don't want to like shameless plug, Let's but go. it is out, but it is out on Patreon. Hey, there you go. Um get him, get him. It is the 15th wish video, the unsolved mystery of Destiny 2's 15th Ooh. wish. When that hits uh, YouTube, it will explode. That video is that video took two and a half months of just like pre-production production production, effects like all this research because it was just like archived reddit threads archived like bungee forum threads like archived everything and then also going in game getting shots getting cinematics getting people um there's a ton of creators who help with the voiceover like let me i can go through and just like just give me one second i'll 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 go through and I'll just like list off some of the creator names there's a i I decided to kind of yoink an idea from daily dose of uh of internet and just say like you know, let me get some other creators on the platform on the destiny side of things and see if they're down to uh to help me with the the fifteenth wish video like see if they're down to like talk about this or like just down to uh like do a voiceover for stuff like like basically it's Reddit threads that they hopped in and they like read what the Reddit people wrote down. I can only you know really I mean? imagine this. So is like it's Mylin Bife, MP, Marco, Sweatsicle, Fallout. And like, just, there's just the Damn. list goes on. Like, there's Ooh. just a lot of people. That's awesome. Uh, what was the second question again? Sorry. So um,
1: favorite video you've made so far.
2: Favorite video. Um, it kind of changes a lot uh i would probably have to say for a while it was the uh it was the last wish video because like i had a lot of like my own personal bias to why i liked that video like it was just like something that i was very excited to talk about yeah. um other than that i would probably say i i like like even though i love the the history videos It's also stuff that I've personally experienced and I'm sharing with other people. The stuff that I really enjoy, like, the most to make is more, like, feedback pieces, like, more critical, kind of, Mm -hmm. like, talking about stuff. So, like, I really enjoyed Destiny 2 is Too Easy. Like, that video was so much fun to make for me because it was literally just, like, let's talk about X, Y, and Z reasons why this is, you know, why this game is easy right now in its current place. And, like, Mm -hmm. you know, just hearing the back and forth, like, people were either really angry or like really like thank you somebody said it so like that video is like uh, super not well received but also very well received at the same time the other video that I really liked making was the other unsolved mystery video the unsolved mystery of last exit I don't know if you remember that puzzle in destiny one but there's that pvp map where everybody thought there was like an easter egg and it still hasn't been found the easter egg on last exit Uh, that video was super fun to make but other than that, it's been like more of the hardcore community aspect stuff. Like it's really hard for me to enjoy as much making like the big kind of story videos when I was there. You know, I've been there. I've already I've already experienced the max that it's gonna be. And also it's painful having to go through like years worth Man, of footage. Dude, some and like of the footage you find, find is crazy.
1: Yeah, that's the impressive part. It's like what you'll find to be like this clip of like Datto talking about Prison of Elders. I'm like, dude, he's going back literally like six years right now. What are you doing? So like, that's, yeah. that's work. He's putting in work out here. So to support this man on Patreon, he's putting in time. Yeah, big time. It's definitely big. big. Uh, and then the last one was, is there any topic you are, and afraid Maybe a strong word, but is there any topic you're hesitant or afraid to cover, I guess is a way to say it.
2: Um, couple of topics. First one I'm always kind of hesitant to talk about. uh God, it's like it's like kind of the more technical stuff in the game, like mm. hot swapping is one that's like, I don't mind talking about it, but people just get really like heated about it and like so just stuff where it's more involved, like tech wise, because I know not everybody wants to like learn tech or wants to learn like the skill curves of of what a game like Destiny can offer. Other people get really mad if you talk about it because they don't want to see it patched. Like if I talk about it, Bungie's just going to patch it. So they're like afraid <laughs> of that. And then like other people get really, really defensive and like, you know, we'll try to pick pocket every thing that I try to say and they'll they'll pick it apart and they'll be like, hey, you got this thing wrong. Like, I remember I made a speed run progression video and um, there was just like so many people that I, I call the trick. I said it was like a near frame perfect trick. And somebody was like, look at how many frames I can do. And I was like, OK, cool. Like, thanks, man. So it just, it's just it's more stuff like that, like yeah, number one. And then number two, and this may come as a surprise, is lore. Uh, I I like talking about the lore in this game. I like mm. to make jokes about it, too. Yeah. And some people get really defensive and on their high horse about every little thing. Like, I remember one time I said, um, it was for like the the season thirteen recap because I was trying to make like a recap video because I've never done one of those and I just wanted to try it and I made a video about it and I said that Zavala like this this dude tried to shoot Zavala and or tried to kill Zavala's ghost and somebody was like no they were actually trying to kidnap his ghost with a net and I was like I was just joking man like it, like the, <laughs> the whole thing is a joke like like yeah. please. Like help me out here, so I don't know. Um, those those two things are mostly what I'm afraid to like talk about consistently because it's just people get really defensive and really on their high horse about it, and it's just it's not as fun. Gatekeeping. <laughs> yeah, it's very ga- it's very gatekeeping. Yeah. God forbid very somebody gate-keep-y. talks about all that stuff, right? Uh, no, mm-hmm. no, nah,
0: hey, I just wanted to back up a second because just. You know, as far as you know, obviously the content creation we see, we see that and, and the tremendous success you had there. But I did want to ask you just with Destiny specifically, like we see, you know, you got this great gaming history. We know you love your Souls games, and mm-hmm. Sly Cooper was in there, so some good, some good stuff. But I, I do, I did want to ask you like the hook of Destiny. You know, what I'm saying like mm-hmm. how did that really cultivate into what it became now?
2: Uh for me, it was definitely yeah. the. Uh, I think like the hook of destiny for me was always like the mystery aspect of the game. Like it was always the idea that there's something more and that there's always a challenge to go with that something more. So like for me, the hook of destiny has always been two main factors challenge and then loot from that challenge. Those Great. two, those two are like so important to the game and the, thing that i'm kind of finding nowadays with destiny and i think why a lot of people are a little bit hesitant to like jump back in or a little more critical about the game like on a day to day is because the game is seven years in to its yeah. life and like it's hard to come up with new ideas all the time Sounds and like- it's and it's really really hard to consistently do something that can deliver on like the scale of the first time you go into vault of glass or can deliver on the scale the first time you go into shattered throne like those things are really hard to pull off um i do think bungie making the game more casual is not a bad thing but it's also not helping them either right now because i think right now their player base, they've grown with the game. They understand the game very well. Yep. The people that are playing the game every season have been playing the game every season since Destiny 1. Like They have their people. Right. Now, the thing that they need to do now is to kind of, and, and they're doing it, with Vault of Glass having a, a master difficulty, yep. yes. is, to, is to squeeze that challenge just a little bit harder. Because right now, players are just slapping everything that they run into. Yeah. Like We're just kind of running over things, and then it starts to make the player go, all right. We've we've got our god rolls. We're bringing them into activities, but and this is, this is you know, I don't I don't mean for this to be like a negative take about the game, sure. but I also like I I I find myself getting a god roll and then going, "Okay, what's the point of the god roll right now?" Mm-hmm. Cuz PvP, you don't have all these new maps, you don't have modes. Like Stasis just got fixed, which is in my opinion great. Mm-hmm. Um but like people don't have a place to really bring their best builds into the game right now until that challenge is ramped up. The loot though has been great. They've been delivering on the loot very nicely. Now it's just on that challenge aspect. How can you make the game significantly harder for people that have already, I mean, we've experienced the game. There's There should absolutely be options for people. Fair enough,
0: fair enough. I would agree. You yeah. got
1: No, I mean, I kind of like that because whether it's been me doing solo Nightfalls or you trying to go through and do a raid and then it's like, it is the difference of when you feel contest and you're like, yeah, I couldn't, you know, it's like Templar was tough or didn't quite get past this one next day. It's just, you're like, oh, what's up, Atheon? You're just like casually sitting next to him. He spawns in. (laughs) It's not even the same encounter 24 hours later. And you're like somewhere, somewhere there's a happy medium in there, even for them to give you Mm -hmm. something. And Master's going to take that probably a little more. I did want to ask you, though, when it comes to difficulty, though, Mm -hmm. because we played Souls games like there is and I know they're not going to translate one to one. I get that. So don't somebody just jump in the comments and crucify me too soon. (laughs) It's going to happen already. It's fine. But the idea is like the idea of a Souls games, it is punishing. There's not a lot of margin for error. You have to learn. You're going to repeat fights and stuff like that. When it comes to, like, say, a Grandmaster Nightfall 4, a lot of, some people, can like, get through them pretty casually now, depending on how they play, but there's also, the margin for error is small, but it's also, like, it's not like I'm focused on somebody on the ground. It's like, hey, I peeked my head out, and I got binged by a sniper. Yeah. And it's just because they're so, and it's only because they're overleveled. You, people yeah. can go through a Souls game naked, and still technically beat it because it is doable because yeah. the skill is there. Like, if you go into, you know, Grandmaster Naked, for one, you can't, but, too, it's just like, so when you go for the difficulty, do you like the scale of difficulty of, say, a Grandmaster? Is there another way you'd like to see it to go? Um, just, obviously, because you've got kind of a similar background to I do.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think with... Oh, God. This is, like... This is something I, I think about, actually, quite a bit. Um, Grand Masters are a really cool idea, and I like that they have, like, a depth loot tied to them, like, for for beating, you know, grandmasters, but... I also think that grandmasters very much are dependent on everything else in the game. They kind of they kind of adjust their difficulty based on everything else. So right now, um, if you think about it, the main I, I guess I'll start by saying the main issue with grandmasters, yes, is the artificial difficulty. It's the it's the fact there's like contest mode, plus all these different modifiers working against you. But it's also enemy variety, enemy placement is, like, a huge thing. Um, When they started introducing Master Nightfalls, uh, like, one of the things that I remember very clearly was, like, the Nokris Nightfall. You walk in there, and instead of, like, a wizard being there, it's an unstoppable ogre. That was a really cool use of champions. And, like, I thought that was really, really nice. Um, But unfortunately, like, not all Nightfalls get that same treatment where it's, like, they get revamped and they get, like, new enemy variety and placement that made it interesting to me like i think one of the things that made strikes stand out to a lot of people in destiny one more than destiny two was that every year strikes got a facelift like you would fight the taken then you'd fight siva then you you know like and you'd have different variants that you run into grandmasters definitely need to offer that variance i'm not saying every time you load into it enemies need to be different i'm just saying compared to the normal strike There needs to be some sort of new enemy variety, enemy placement. Uh, Enemies need to be hurting you, uh, but not just one-shotting you. Because the one-shot mechanics, I think everybody is like, all right, I died, but like, come on at the same time. You know?
1: You're like, oh, I looked the wrong direction. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I was like, you you can take a couple hits in a Souls game, even if you're like, okay, that was that was a giant mistake, and I'm scared, but not mm-hmm. like I sne- I blinked and I'm dead. So yeah, it's like yeah. I'm, I do like the way you phrase that though. For taking, and that's one thing. Like strikes in general, I think do need. Lo- I mean, the whole three core playlist needs some love in general. But I do like how you're saying the grandmasters give some enemy variety to, but more of that, as you said, takenifying. Please don't takenify everything though. Like the teleporting, the teleporting has got like, so when you go into occasional, you're like, no, stop. The overload captains (laughs) remind me of that the most. The overload captains, when you're doing Um, like a master lost sector and you're like, oh, just just stop moving, dude. He's just like, bing, 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 bing. He's like, dude, are you on a pinball machine? What are you doing? (laughs) Um, So those moments occasionally I get you. I like the, I like the idea of the enemy. Hey, here's this thing you're expecting. Okay, Mm -hmm. now we can spice it up. And honestly, it'd be a point to where, um, even like you get to an encounter and you're expecting, hey, there's these types of enemies paired with a whole bunch of thrall. Well, what if it is an ogre now with acolytes? So you're saying like ramp it up, give you different variety, but also take the one shot out and give you... If you're going to throw so much at me, you got to have a little bit of cover too. And they've gone to these like circular boss rooms everywhere. So it's mm-hmm. like at some point, you know, they've gotten away from the cover because they don't want people sitting in the back, but also I gotta breathe. <laughs> oh yeah. So there's there's a delicate balance and I know they're working towards it. I'm very curious for Witch Queen to see what they do, but like I am
2: <laughs> very, very with that. Like I think Witch Queen is the time that it's it's kind of the make it or break it time for for Bungie is the Witch Queen. I, I think everybody's kind of not not hold on, not pressure. make it or break not make it or break it. Not make it or break it in the sense that, like, hey, the game's going to die. You know, Let me yeah, quote him yeah, yeah, right yeah. here. Oh, it was right on already, June 11th, yeah. 642 no, no, PM. No, 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 he's been No, no, okay. no. no.
0: no.
1: Historians <laughs> so, of Destiny
0: said, if Witch Queen got not <laughs> fire, the game's in trouble. You heard it here first.
2: Agree. No, I, 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 yeah. big agree. I think so many people are like, okay, Bungie savathun witch queen this has been something that we've been thinking about since the taken king was open this is what we've been thinking about since the taken king if you don't deliver on a grand scale to the like i i think no matter what you've already set yourself up for disappointment like i think anybody i i, I think i think no matter what bungie has set themselves up for people to be upset about every little aspect yada 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 however I think the Witch Queen will deliver really well. I think it'll be fun. I don't think it's going to be the like. I, I, I'm hopeful that yeah, it'll be the pinnacle. People. I'm hopeful that it'll be the pinnacle of of the series. I i for for my career, sake for all of our careers' sake, yeah. I'm hopeful yeah. <laughs> that it'll be the pinnacle of destiny. But at the same time, I also am going to be as realistic as possible and just kind of say, you know. It'll be a really fun time, but I don't think it'll be what like kind of the Half-Life three people, like the people that want the perfect game from start to finish. Like, I don't know if it'll be the Elden Ring delivery. Like, I don't I don't (laughs) know. We don't know until we see trailers. I don't know if we see a trailer this week or in the next few weeks. I don't think we do. It's like
1: my hunch, depending on where they figure out a date and things like that. My Mm -hmm. money is still on Game Awards because it's December perfect lead into like holiday season because mm-hmm. then they would probably have an idea when they want to launch it, have enough built and stuff that they could show. That's still my so you can put a pin in that we'll see if I'm right or not. Um mm-hmm. but yeah it's like for me and I kinda wanted to ask each each of you guys the same thing. I'll start for me, Witch Queen is one of those things, because right now, Destiny can easily be a Tuesday game. If you want to stream it a lot, you want to do Sherpas, you want to re- you you know you want to do some things, but there's some people who also can play it on Tuesdays and get a lot out of it. The story's really good, but the season only has so much each season. Uh, Vault of Glass is tons of fun. You know, depending on if you get Vex and it kind of sucks, then, you know, that doesn't quite sit as great. There's certain things right now, you know, it has its ups and downs for sure. It depends on if you enjoy PvP or you can't stand it. It's a little better state. Um... But when it comes to Witch Queen, what is the biggest thing that you're hoping for? And again, I'm still hoping for like an Armor 3.0, personally, mm-hmm. because it has been mentioned. There's a point where it's like, I was worried about how many mods could function on a character. Maybe that far out, they could make the systems work better. But for me, an Armor 3.0, because even now, I get a class item, I'm like, why are you even dropping? You need three class item items between now and um, basically Witch Queen. One of each, like... Solar, Arc, and Void, you have three class items, you're done. Like, I never need to see a class item until Witch Queen. And then most other armor ones, once you have, like, you know, masterwork your exotics outside of that, there's not a whole lot of reason for those. And the stat variations, you can go for a little bit here and there. But as you said, why would I chase, like, an armor thing if I can go... You could probably go into, or, you know, at least with skilled people, go into a Grandmaster, trash stats on your armor, but as long as you even have, like, some mods equipped to do it, you could probably manage so, like, then the point of, like, how much gr- armor am I going to grind for? I just want a reason to have the weapons, as you said, the weapon loot, the perks, all that type of stuff has been really cool to see the evolution there and hope for more, but the armor is my hope. So, for you guys, I wanted to ask, what's your, what's your one big thing for Witch Queen? that you What's, like, kind of your top of your want list of for Witch Queen that far out? Either of you. <laughs> oh,
0: I'm jumping if I
1: was... Oh, you got it, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I mean... I think for me, it's more of a, of a payoff because narratively, because um, I think for me, I, I need the, the Savick build buildup. We've been seeing this, this um, the influence that we've been seeing the last couple of seasons is really ramped up. And it's, it, it really has me excited because I, I feel like the narrative team is probably the best they've ever been. In the history of Destiny, and I know that's a big grandiose statement because people sometimes don't like the overall state of the game and PvP, and I get that. But lore-wise, I haven't been this much into the story than I, you know, I've ever been in, and probably in Destiny's history. So, you know, when I felt that way prior was probably, you know, Taken King because that was a very important moment in Destiny history. That was to prove that they can narratively tell a story, right, and then cohesively. Link it into their in game content after the narrative into the raid, right? And then post raid, right? We had the the Taken War and warn, stuff like that. And I I do think it's there is a lot of pressure. I do agree with Evelyn in the sense there is a lot of pressure in the sense that you know we, we, we're coming. You know we've heard about this figure for a long time with Savathun. We we know Lightfall and all that stuff is after. You know it's supposed to be the conclusion. You know we're getting towards the end of the uh, the light and the dark saga, but we have to wrap this thing up and marketing wise, I think it's a perfect opportunity, just how they've done vault of glass in this legends comic uh, comic vault thing. It's a perfect opportunity to bring King's Fall right the season before, right? Get the marketing buzz going. this is why you love it. this is why you remember. So I think it is important. I think it's 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 important that they nail it narratively I, it's important that this Sabbathoon situation has serious consequences and, and, and maybe we lose some people you know I, obviously have been we've been hearing the rumors about who's on whose side and who's influenced and who's not influenced and all this other fun stuff. So I think it's I think it's extremely important now the key is going to be the execution. the key is going to be, you know let's be real, I'm a var guy, but I respect my King's Falls guy like King's Fall is a very tough act to follow. Like that is, you know, it was what I call it affectionately, a, a a rage raid, right? That that so Witch Queen and Sabbath has some serious things. And we're seeing the rumblings, what is it, old Chicago? We, yep. We're seeing little things going on. And I'm excited. You know, we'll see what happens. I, I will say this. It is a lot of pressure, but for whatever reason, I always feel like Bungie, when their back's against the wall, does their best. When we're the most angry with them. They usually come out. Hey, you got a lot of, of gameplay
1: specialists headed their way. Hoplite just got headed that direction, which was awesome to see. She got that role, so they're bringing people Here in because Hoplite. they do. Yeah, I know. Seriously, that was All awesome. Right. Um, they're mm-hmm. they're in that moment where when you see those like gameplay specialists go out, Forsaken stuff like that, when the big changes needed to happen and they need outside eyes because. Right. It is the idea of just somebody from the outside, but from the player base, not the internal testers and everything else. you got to get some outside eyes in there. And it's nice to see some of the people that are going because it's good to get a varied perspective. And somebody, (laughs) they play their game a lot. There's no question. Like, you ask any of them, they're playing all the time. Community, player. there's so many of them that do. But in turn, when it comes to making the new stuff, it's like, what do they want? So I'll be very... I'm pumped. Yeah. What about you, Evan? What do you what are you hoping for out of Witch Queen? What's your top one that you want to see? What topic um, do you hope to cover in a future retrospective? <laughs>
2: well, of course, I'm looking for like you know the best raid that they've ever made and stuff. But, like that, that's that's like a guarantee is that they're going to make a great raid. Yeah. But I also really, really, really want to see them overhaul their leveling system because it is mm. it is so boring at this point we've had the same thing since forsaken as far as the leveling system like we can't have another year of of the same thing and like i think a lot of people don't really realize how important the leveling system is to the game like this is the first season where we haven't really had to care about leveling at all um and i think people either really like that and are like just enjoying that or You're on the side of, okay, this is cool. But now I'm like on week two and I'm, I did the raid. I got my loot that I wanted and now I'm out and I'll see you in like three months. And like, I don't know if I don't, it's, it's a, it's a really hard act to do, right? but I've always been an, I've always been an advocate of, Hey, the final activities, like the raid dungeons and um, and Grandmasters or Master Nightfalls, those should give you materials that then you use to level up your gear to then go into certain activities. Because that would literally answer that question that you're talking about, about the class items. Like, Mm -hmm. make it so those get capped out, and then all of a sudden, hey, look, now you have materials that you grind... From playing the end game content that you can use to level up your stuff, and like you can do that for weapons and armor, they did that in vanilla Destiny One. No. I don't think people were ready for that in vanilla Destiny One. <laughs> I think the community would be more ready for that now. Yeah. But leveling system's a big one, raids a big one, and then narratively, of course, they need to, they need to end the storyline with Sabathun. We need to kill Sabathun. We need to. There, if if Sabathun lives or if Savathun is like a puppet of the darkness or something. I think people are gonna be really mad you're like it was I all a dream be, no pe- people are gonna be so <laughs> mad if we do not just act savathun in the raid in the Ooh, raid. In the ra- okay one. i got you I got back you. to I got king's fall like back to king's ultimate fall finish, finish. Like, yeah, like, yeah the ultimate finish kill savathun the raid yeah. boss savathun because oh. aramis a lot of people are like, just push her off the cliff. What, what, what are we doing? Like, why are we
0: leaving it there? <laughs> yeah,
2: she has this much health. You can see it. She's definitely still alive in there. Just give her a push. And then that's it. That's all you got to do. That's it. End the saga. End the <laughs> yeah. song.
0: Let, me, let me back it up because you guys break, break uh, good points in reference to, you know, you guys talking really good stuff. Leveling system, armor 3.0. Like, I want to give it back to E because I know he he always talks about it, but it's like, I need to know. Specifics like, do you want them to? I know, I know we're big fans of Outriders in terms of how they handle gear, right? And how they handle, oh, look at you, like, yes, yes it yes, started right? well. It, it, Let's just leave it right. there. Well, well, uh, it started, it started well, it started well, you know, the, the fabled destiny killers that start well. But the thing is, like, what that we've we learned, right? The appreciation of, for every boot and every armor, every gear, every headpiece, there was some association. Shout out to Slow in the chat. He's a Division guy, right? You know, what we love about Division is, you know, the armor sets and stat bonuses and, like, do you want, do you want, del- do you want it to mimic any of those type of systems? Like, I mean, what, I would, I love, I love satisfied? literally a mix yeah.
1: of what you and Evan both said would be cool. Okay. So some way, for one, like coming from a World of Warcraft background, which I know everybody hates, but no, but, but, in, Luke, but
0: in Luke likes that's that Luke loves that yeah i know i was like yeah is scary wrong, when to okay. talk about
1: Luke stuff right <laughs> uh, yeah but okay. it is the idea that you could be level 60 say mm-hmm. you know in World of Warcraft take our level 1300 for example mm-hmm. and you could get a piece of gear that would be say 55 stats in a normal strike. Say then you go into Nightfalls. Now your gear can drop up to a certain level. Could maybe have another re- so, like slot for more mods. Like you get to a point where the more difficult the activity. Opens up more possibilities. And also what Evan was saying. So set bonuses would be. That'd be amazing. Like, you go into Vanguard strikes, you're working through, hey, I got the Vanguard set bonus strike. That one helps out my character do more, you know, maybe the Vanguard is a bit more defensive-minded because you picture Zavala as your guy and you've got a little more defensive-minded to it. Maybe a Crucible set bonus builds in mobility and stuff because you want to be moving faster, things of like that, and it's your gambit. Ooh. That one's going to be about killing mobs because you're killing them all the time. Maybe the raid set, like, set bonuses, they teased at one point with the with the uh, season of Gambit Gambit Prime. Yeah, Gambit Gambit Prime. Prime. I'm I'm like, they teased it. I'm like, that stuff can function. And then they stripped it away and took away all my hope. And I was like, so mad. So set bonuses.
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: I was like, set bonuses would be amazing. But also the idea of that top level activity, either giving you way to Push your gear higher, as he, as Evan said, with some type of currency that you earn to say, hey, maybe if you, you know, go through the raid ten times, you get this thing, and now you can unlock an extra mod slot or take your energy on a piece of armor from ten to fourteen, so you can have a lot more. Of it. You some way to push your character up by putting time into those in-game activities, because as he's, as Evan said, even if you do the master. Like Vault of Glass, when it comes out, and you get a time-lost weapon that might have a couple different perks. There's really not going to be a lot, again, that sets much of what we're, what you're going to get apart. And it's going to be difficult bit. to get, but it's not going to be much. It's The juice should be worth the squeeze. And that's yeah, the absolutely. thing, is like, the end-game tough challenges. You know, if you solo, master, like, solo, flawless, a master dungeon, you better get something good for that otherwise why am i doing it all of that but yeah set bonuses would be amazing to see and then some way to set your either earn and push the gear higher or if you do a you know a master raid your gear can now drop with 12 energy 13 14 energy and you can have more flexibility in the mod slots or give me another mod slot or both find Ooh. some way And they may be worried about, like, you know, certain things, but God forbid now I could use, what if I could use two, like, champion mods and a reload mod at the same time? Like, oh, God, like, I'm going to break the game. But just the idea that I could go earn something that gives me that flexibility, then you could actually see a reason to be like, hey, this allows you to build even deeper. I feel like that's that's what I want out of the armor, if that makes sense.
2: You you, you with this, you where you at, man? What do you want to see? I'm definitely, like... I'm definitely on the side of set bonuses. I'm still very much on the, like... There's still that part of my brain that, like... Set bonuses are fantastic, and I think it'd actually create good build variety. It would actually make people, like, step out of their shell as far as, like, transmog. Like, transmog you can enjoy, and then also have set bonuses. So, like, it would actually give you reason to rock it. Like, just like Raid Gear. But, just like Raid Gear, there's no reason until the game... Actually, starts challenging its player base on these Mm. high end scales. There's no reason for this stuff until they make something that is challenging to Mm. the overall like majority of the player base. I know that sounds like to some people who are listening, like that sounds like a a messed up statement. Hey, this is very challenging for me. I'm not necessarily calling out a single individual. I'm saying on a general level, everybody in this game hits that point. You know, you play it long enough. Or maybe you haven't played it that long, and you just got you just happen to know your loadouts, what you're rocking, and you beat a thing, and you're like, "Man, that was cool." Now I want more, and it's like, right. where does that more come from? Does it come from the idea of going back into the raid and beating Atheon really? with sidearms, or does it come from the fact that when I go into that raid, that raid is very hard; it is like contest levels of difficulty. Yeah. So let me have things that just. Push me over the line just that little bit more, and that's where set bonuses could shine. But the thing is, we need the game to be leveling wise and difficulty wise on a general scale more mm-hmm. challenging because they have got really good with loot and story, mm-hmm. they've gotten a lot better with, and they've gotten a lot better like, they've gotten a lot better in a lot of aspects. The one thing they're missing right now is that challenge, is Ooh. that like final push like hey <laughs> let's get this game to be much harder and that Ooh. i'm not i'm not asking for something that's on the level of bloodborne or dark like i'm not asking for that <laughs> it's the soul I, so I know i i i, I know not everybody so. i know not everybody's like with that but at the same time there needs to be that option for the witch queen where people can go damn that oh, no, was no, hard no, and i no, beat no.
0: that i'm i'm with you that's yeah we got at first i was nervous because i was like i was like i know how Bungie thinks in my opinion lately, with this increased engagement and getting more of the casual base in and not turning them away, but you mm-hmm. just nailed it with the last thing you said, which is, again, like, for example, you know, when we had contest mode, right? And then it goes away, right? But why not have that, those type of things as a more these difficulty levels where, the reward now matches the yep. level of difficulty you're attempting, so that you get these materials, you get these adept weapons, you get the higher chances of Fatebringer and Vex to drop because you are now challenging yourself at this harder difficulty and just in general. Like, or if they're going to have difficult content, you put those exclusive rewards because we could people could complain all they want, but let's be real when. Crucible and Glory Mode had Mountaintop, Recluse in there. Yep. We mm-hmm. was in there. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. See, I see my man E in <laughs> there with a grenade launcher. I'm playing with him, and he is beelining to the special, the, the, the heavy Oh, ammo no, I got
1: very fly. good at Fighting Lion. That's yeah, what I yeah,
0: did. <laughs> yeah, you would, like, beat, like, so at the <clears> end of the day, there, there, as much as I know a lot of community they get mad about it, but it it made you push. It made you. I was like to, into these activities, to take generally. that
1: even deeper. There was vault of glass also was kind of special because
0: mm-hmm. the
1: only way to get max level was to raid. raid. You had to do the end yeah. game activity to reach right. max level. And now you can trip into it. Right. Yep. Like right. that piece as well. I don't know if that's in any other game. Like, how do you get to paragon level 50 in Diablo? Go get yeah. your ass killed and probably paragon 40 49ers. I don't know even how those work. I haven't played in so long. But like that's the idea is like have the challenge be the thing that gets you there and that's the incentive to be like all right, I'm kind of at max level. I know that if if there's no carrot out there, people aren't going to go look and try and find a way uh, to do it.
2: The carrot right. has to be there. The carrot. The, carrot is- the the best thing that I can use as an example, going off of that, is like that feeling of forever twenty nine that Destiny One Vanilla had. Yep. A lot of people meme on it, but like realistically, when you were twenty nine, the raid was still very very hard. Yes. And then once you hit level thirty the raid it didn't become easy but it became all right now i'm at the level of the raid and that's that was something that i think a lot of people slept on i think that that part of it was like why was vog so hard why was it so memorable what was it just the loot yeah. no it wasn't just loot because if you ran into if you ran into vog and you got fate bringer of course that's amazing but if there's nothing challenging that fate bringer makes a little easier on your life then vog becomes not as cool So, like, going into the raid, getting your butt kicked by some Praetorians that are leveled, like, 27, and you're level 25 or 23, and just, like, getting rolled by them, that was... that Overcoming that challenge, that was the part that I think a lot of people really did enjoy with Vogue. And I think, like, that's the part of, like... Why did you have to push Atheon off the map? Was it because it was fun? Yeah. But it was also but it was also because Atheon was so hard for people early on that they went, dude, let me push him off the map. I can't beat this. Like that was So when they eventually like that's that's what I'm trying to say. That's the especially this past two seasons has been great. And uh, the story has been getting significantly better. Like all those things have been, you've been crushing it on that. Now incentive challenge and rewards for that challenge and incentive. Absolutely. That's all it is. I'm with you
0: on incentive because again, you put that difficulty in there, you put that challenge in there, please reward that base that put in that extra effort. You want, they, they should be shining in the tower. When I see those guys, that's what made me love Destiny. Yeah. I see those guys in the tower, I'm like, yo, what, what is that? And you see the, the raid uniform you see, you know, the Kings fall with the glow. I want dramatic over the top showering. I want, mm-hmm. remember when the Kings fall with the, with the horns and the oh. and the, Yeah, like, I mean, like, Age of Triumph
1: like, still the best for sure.
0: Age of Triumph was the best. Like, I remember doing grade and it had the Wi-Fi antenna on top of the head. I'm like, what is that? Like, mm-hmm. then, whilst I became an Osiris fan, I was like, yo, what is this Egyptian gear that people are wearing? How do I get this? I want to be a part of this. You know what I'm saying? And, and oh, I so agree. you just it's like the gear, man. not the
1: man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he, got, he got good clothes. You know where he, he got, he got good clothes. <laughs> oh, no you should, to he one
1: too many Supreme shopping trips.
0: <laughs> but yeah man like literally that, it's that kind of stuff and, and and again you know when even with the glory when they introduce glory and, and recluse and mountaintop and you're like yo i got i gotta get my behind in, in glory i gotta get in there man so go over the top with it reward the base they will be happy you will then push people past their little compass on and then like you said he, you you became a good fighting lion player as oh, no, result. I honestly Beauty. never,
1: like, breach and Grenade launchers. is like, God, these are awful. And then I had to learn to use them for Mountaintop. And honestly, now, like, Salvager Salvo, dude, I probably piss people off with that thing. I know everybody hates those to a passion right now. But, like, mm-hmm. if you just have never used one and picked it up, you're probably going to be terrible. But if you use those for a while, especially now, like, that they're actually in a decent space and Salvager's chain reaction, like, mods that make it really cool, they're fun. I wish... I wish they didn't cost nine energy and seven energy to use some of their mods, but they're still fun. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: The mod. Okay, I'm going to say this now as my last That's
2: thing. No. Witch Queen,
1: let me open the whole, boop, I'm going to center myself, artifact. The whole artifact. Don't limit me to 12. Let me have every mod. You already make them too expensive. I can't Ooh. combine things. Let me have all of them. Because there's no reason I want be like, which what which is the last two that I pick. I could experiment with the other ones later on. No. I'm
0: okay with that. However, okay. the only thing I will say... Don't make it extri-
1: insanely long. I'm with that either.
0: All, all I'm saying is, if they don't... I'm with you. If they do that, great. If they don't do that, there's this game called Outriders, right? And when I make a mistake... As far as my skill oh, tree, undo. My tree, just let me reset. I the undo button, and the game ain't yeah. gonna yeah. charge me, and then double exponentially every time I want to reset. Yeah, okay, the then game that,
1: play. yeah. If just yeah, yeah reset skill around. trees all yeah. the time. Yeah, just do that. Bro, just be like, you got twelve. Reset, undo, reset, undo. Just do whatever you want. Sure.
0: Bro, shout out the cool guy. He got a good video right now, right? Um, it's the uh, it's the oh, it's a good mod, man. It's uh, oh yeah, impulse recycler. Right. I didn't even know about this. Grenade energy, it is an amazing mod. He's got these things where you're getting grenades and super energy because of this build, right? I already reset my damn artifact like three times already. It's gonna cost me over 80,000 glimmer, like why? And then there's a cap on glimmer. So I'm like, why? Why buddy? <laughs> Let me play and tweak with your game. Like you, you have it there. I don't understand what is the mentality by penalizing me. To reset an artifact that you make available for the season to 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 try to introduce different playstyles, but you make it be penalizing me so that I can't do it yeah. like that got it change. so I'm with you with this artifacts that either let us rock
1: out oh, just whatever you or want remove yeah.
0: the cost yeah one of the two I agree
1: yeah you can unlock you'll say maybe only 12 is the number you can have unlocked reset and pick them again yeah. so you have the same requirements but let me do it anytime I want to that's... Sorry, I just thought of that and had to scream it again. So, if, if Bungie ever hears one of these, just, please, take the cost out. There's no reason for that. Luke, you heard him. What about you, Evan? Before you, you got anything else you want before we kind of head into more of the recent activities since we've been future and past
2: so far? <laughs> um, I'll say one thing that's really important for Destiny. Like, myself, I... I okay, when, when I'm done with grandmasters when i'm done with strikes and i'm done with gambit when i'm done with raids and i'm done with the whole game a big part of getting the god role is pvp and i know a lot of people don't really like pvp and destiny i really do because it's just it's gunplay it's fun like it's fun shooting people but realistically maps and game modes we just need more. That's yeah. that's, that's kind <laughs> of it. Like, like, honestly, that's that's another big thing that we are currently missing pretty badly. And I I have a feeling that they're going to bring more in the future. Like, I don't think they're going to completely ignore it forever or else they wouldn't have spent what, this entire season, like revamping stasis, they wouldn't have spent time making PvP changes all over the place with snipers, shotguns. And then I think they said something about Trials getting a rework at some point in the next year. So like, they're not ignoring it, but at the same time, we're so hungry for a PvP map, a a new PvP mode, because I really enjoy what they did with Scorched. And if they want to keep doing stuff like that, where it's like, Crazy, this or that, like yeah. fly across the map, like that was cool. Just give me more maps to just experiment with. Like we just got this huge, winter beautiful planet Europa, or I guess uh, yeah, we mm-hmm. we just got we just got Europa. Yeah, yeah. no matter. I, I, I want to see a map in the Clovis Bray facility. Oh. I want to see, see a map oh, out dude, in the winter sunlit. So yeah, both wow. it. Like how, how with Gambit? How is that not done? <laughs> That that to me is like Gambit needs some maps Because Gambit is actually People forget Gambit's actually waited longer Than Crucible for new maps Gambit hasn't yep. got a new map since Gambit Prime came out
0: they, they take maps away from Gambit too. Yeah they, took, they two took two away. The away And you still <laughs> yeah, have
1: they, maps on other you, still, you can still go to Mercury When it comes to Crucible but Gambit oh, had to lose two really maps good. And you're like why like, It, already, why it is they, already is painful why is enough
2: the, Why is the Dreaming City Gambit map gone Like that map, uh, the Dreaming City is still here so like that that stuff for me that that's another big one. It's like because that's my final place that I go when I'm when I'm like bored and I'm like ready yeah, to just yeah. I, I still want to play Destiny. Yeah, I'm, yeah, exactly. Like like we're just because we're looking for something to like constantly keep our brain active and constantly have fun in the game. And so mm-hmm. maps like Crucible is like such an important part of like what keeps the game going past the first Reach. two months of, of people playing it. Can you yeah. imagine like paintball in the Vex network? A map in there a would be cool. <laughs> yeah, yes. how a like,
0: sponge be looking. Like how you oh make, it'd be so like, cool.
2: cool. If the we got
0: pops?
2: if we got a PvP map based around each seasonal activities kind of area every single season, that would be awesome, even if it's just one. Like that would be so cool because then people would be like, "Oh, look at this little spot that I learned. Look at this little cool thing." Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that because I because I love playing like right now, I play a lot of Valorant. I love I love Valorant. I love those types of attack shooters. They're so much mm-hmm. fun. Nice. Um, one of the things that like I've learned with Destiny is that I mean they they have a lot of geometry things where they just decide to put like a tree branch there for no reason. You're like, "Oh, I just tripped on this branch. What's going on?" But like, oh. I just I love having map variety and I love. All the movement and gunplay options we get in this game just give me more PvP maps and I'm I'm there. Yeah. I'm MVP. there for literally... I'm, I'm with you, with you, with you, 100%. We don't that. have
1: to go battlefield size, but also a little bigger size so you can have some room for stuff to breathe. Oh,
2: for sure. Like yeah. like a map that allows me to actually use scout rifles other than DMT effectively. You know, yeah, like a map yeah. that is more placated to close range long range like all these things Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of balancing things that have to come into the game of course like we have we have really fast movement compared to destiny one so just new maps that are just awesome to just mess around with is all i'm looking for for the pvp side Mm -hmm. obviously anti-cheat but i think that's i i saw rumors that something like that is coming like i saw they were hiring somebody for it yep yeah i saw job postings that said like anti-cheat battle eye and i was like Oh, uh, I was like, whoa! Somebody's so we're getting like the, maybe,
1: maybe the Destiny Ooh. Two PvP overseer. They are the omniscient eye that can see all things. Oh, you've got an <laughs> accuracy of ninety-eight percent ban. Hey. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> just gets the ban hammer. Yeah, <laughs> nice. uh, yeah. I mean, Witch Queen is, as you said, like when you get into a season outside of the Tuesday story, and then after about week eight or so, it's like you can check out for like two months. And then now for this final season 15, if we're guessing, I keep guessing like February, you're talking seven, eight months. I mm-hmm. don't, I don't want them to stretch a story. Like do their eight weeks of this, do, you know, get your season and then, you know, let crossplay fill in some of the gaps and things like that. That's going to be coming, which is awesome. But yeah, it's like, we've got a ways to go. So it's like, if I, again, I, I, I keep saying at this point, which queen is. A big deal. So if they take longer to do it right, I am okay with that. That's that's kind of where I'm at for it because it mm. need, it at this point, as you're saying, we need PvP maps. I want to like you know more challenge. I want some armor. We have different decent size ones. These are not small things. These are system level changes. Take the time you need to build them so that way you can kick this final trilogy off in the best way possible.
2: Oh yeah, so I can guarantee I can guarantee you when people are like, "Hey man, like I I, I really like the Witch Queen. It was super fun." Um, but now I'm just kind of like bored I'm just kind of sitting here like you know I've, I played it for two months three months like however a month whatever whatever somebody like likes to play in the game I can guarantee you they're like well what is PvP like right now and it's like mm. oh you know stasis got fixed so it's a lot right. better but at the same time there's not really any new maps and there hasn't right. been for 600 days so like <laughs> and let's be real, think, real. yeah no, no incentive no incentive but, for yeah. it yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah. What what's in there? Like treat treat PVP in the same way you treat PvE where there is in-game content where there is true rewards to 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 go after. And again, that's that's why I really miss the uh what is it? The, the it used to be pinnacle rewards. What 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 mm. were they considered? They were yeah, considered they were pinnacle, pinnacle gear. Out- yeah. Mount was yeah, like, a pinnacle. Let's, let's bring it back. Different you know, we name, we yeah. you know, I, I I it just baffles me because, you know, Evan said it best like we're gonna to get to that point where you, you you do all the seasonal stuff. You do all the you get the weapons. You you you, you farm your god rolls and override. You got everything done, and then PvP and game. These are the most to supplement to keep us engaged when that stuff is done. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm like, okay. I'm working on my glory now. I'm doing this. Okay, I'm gonna work- bring it back. They got to. And I I just don't understand. Even if the forget, even though we know the maps is the biggest. Like, offense, we get that. But there's still no reason to go in there unless you're like a fan of the gunplay like how me and Evan are. You just love the com- the competitive and the, and the shooting aspect. There still needs to be an incentive. Remember when Malfeasance was in Gambit? I don't know how long ago that was, God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, think about Seriously, that. Seriously, like, yeah. That... <laughs> bro, where yeah. are the exotic quests tied to PvP? To give PvPers that love. like I remember Randy's throwing knife, and where is this stuff? Like. Yep. It's it's really bad. They they got to get on that man. Incentive, incentive, incentive,
1: yeah. for sure. Well, that definitely covers a few things that we'd like to see in the game. All right, Bungie, you have your work. There's homework. <laughs> Go <laughs> yeah, ahead, and no. knock it all out. No 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 worries. You got plenty of time. Um, but this week, obviously, we got Iron Banner back. Uh, wanted to see how you guys had if you put any ty- time into it, if you got any awesome rolls, how does it feel without stasis? Have you even seen stasis? Uh, or is it kind of gone? Where are you guys at on Iron Banner or stasis nerves, and just kind of this week? How you feeling?
2: Um, I think, like, I actually got lucky the last Iron Banner. I got a four out of five shotgun. and I was like, alright, you know, I don't... I was like, I got surplus, Iron Reach, Assault Mag, and like, Whatever the barrel was that like everybody wants, so I was like, you know, I, I'm good. Like I'm I'm good with the shotgun. Like I got it already. Um, so I got really lucky. But Iron Banner's been fun. Like it's it's always fun to just go in and just like just shoot people. But at the end of the day, I'm also really happy that there's not as much stasis. Like I'm happy I'm not getting frozen. <laughs> I do notice. No Oh, yeah. Pour one out for Stasis being gone, like Crab Raven <laughs> up for Stasis being gone, but I I also Is this think, a Beat Saber band here? Oh, yeah. We're Crab Raven. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. I feel like I feel like Hunter's Stasis is still there because Hunters are still like, you know, people are people are right now. They're reacting to the fact that Stasis got nerfed. So they're like, all right, I'm not going to play Stasis, but Hunter's Stasis is still very powerful. Mm-hmm. Warlock Stasis is still pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Titans got nuked. Yeah, Titans that got that hurts nuked me hard. hard. And I'm 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 fine with it. I'm I'm very like, oh, my God, I can play Striker Titan. Oh, my God, I can play anything else besides stasis without, you know, and it's funny because trials, I feel it way more in trials. Now I'm like, oh, man, you can't freeze me and then slide into me, man. Wow. Let's see how you actually can shoot. And then I just run somebody over like it's just. Mm -hmm. It's so much nicer. I go through the game so much quicker and it's very obvious You know, to the to the adapt crowd, just adapt to stasis. It's very obvious that the adapting was not an actual like it it didn't work out the way that I think people in that in that kind of base who were like, hey, just adapt to stasis, just get used to it. It's like you can't adapt to a movement shooter being completely frozen for like five seconds at a time. Like you can't adapt to that. I mean, M-Tash literally quit the game because stasis was just ruining his fun. yeah he still isn't
1: even officially really back
2: no (laughs) he's just he's not because he's just like you know what stasis it just ain't it for me and I mean I have a very cynical take on stasis that like I know not everybody's gonna agree with but I also think like business side the way that like I'm thinking about it with stasis I think stasis was pushed out that powerful in an attempt to sell a lot of copies of Beyond Light to free to play players because What's going to suck is getting frozen by somebody. Because, like, I don't think if you're a developer, you looked at Stasis and went, yeah, that's the stuff right there. I don't think any, like, game dev looked at Stasis and was like, yep, that's the stuff. I think... That's the I think, it was like, did you I guys, was I was gonna say, did
1: either in- of you guys catch the uh, firing range this past week?
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I cool. didn't get to listen to the full thing, but I've heard like little snippets of it. Yeah, basically, it was like Kevin Yannis came out
1: and said they wanted stasis to be a defensive subclass to give you time to move and react, which is where some people feel it kind of may be closer to now for some classes. But they also said when it launched, they're like, yeah, that's gonna have to come down about four times. They knew when it was going out they the door. Know. Yep, they, they knew, hundred yeah. percent knew going out the door, because yeah, it's like they well they have said at first like you could slow somebody down, but you couldn't hurt them. Whatever. And you're like, well, this doesn't feel good. You're just delaying the action. So yeah. then they had to crank it up and crank it up and crank it up, and they're like, oops. But it was by yeah. the time they cranked it up, it was time to send it. So no, I yeah, there's there's a weird thought process around how Stasis was sold, developed, shipped. Six months later, working on nerfing again and again and again after like the community, like every person I know in the community like slow it down, shut it down. They're so happy to nerf some things into the ground quickly, but that one's been like, now we're going to go little by little, but then rocket launchers take 18 months to get the buff. So (laughs) it's really, really weird the way Stasis went. Sorry.
2: I think like, I, there's, I, like, I think that's to me, that's developers speak for, we knew it wasn't ready like we knew we weren't happy with it, but we also kind of got told to make it the most powerful because um, like that to me reads as like, OK, boss said Stasis needs to be very strong. And oh, my God, we're out. Of, we're out of time. We have to delay this even more. Oh, no, we, we've already delayed the game three months for Beyond Light. So Ooh. now let's just let's just push it out. You know, they're not going to be happy with it at first. Let's start working on it. But like. I also am very much of the mindset that the developers at Bungie, mm-hmm. they're not they're not dumb people. They mm-hmm. understand what they're doing. They they, they, right they, year, wouldn't, they wouldn't yeah, They wouldn't be in the position that they're in. However, mm-hmm. I think marketing team and business team was like, hey man, mm-hmm. you gotta make that shit powerful. This just is hot. Like,
0: yup, I'm, yep. I'm Yes. I'm with you. I hate to cut you because you won't fire. You won't fire right now. I, that's yeah. that's
2: what I mean, though. It's like I, I really think, and it's I don't mean that to be like a a, a mean sentence, I don't mean that to attack anybody, but that's just Act. business sense. That's it just how it. a company is gonna go. That's Act. why in this actually teaser for the next video that I'm doing Woo! for YouTube, but <laughs> in the next video, I'm talking about the Forsaken Armor exotics, like when they first came out, and like just how powerful those were in PvP, yeah. and just like mm-hmm. people forget that you were in a super forever. People forget yep. that, like, <laughs> you had infinite super is pretty much for everything I, if you got lucky enough to get it. But, like, that was also very clearly in an effort to sell Forsaken to people who, like, played Destiny 1 year King, one and King, were like,
0: King, King. yeah.
2: So, like, it's I've been it's not them. something new to the series. Yeah.
1: Girl, Release it strong. You. Take care of it later. That's what I'm trying to tell people. Like, I,
0: it's the, the pattern repeats itself too much. Evan is on fire. <laughs> like, I've been telling people this is what happens <laughs> is, is the developers who we yell at that are not stupid.
2: Yeah, they, they understand know, what they're doing.
0: They know the structure of how this thing is going to play. This is their game. But then there's corporate and marketing and business. And, and how do you sell the new DLs, the new expansion for Destiny about freezing, right? You, you, you got to sell this thing to get the casual audience to be like, oh, wow. I'm actually going to play this and I can compete because I can freeze the top player. And, you know what I'm saying? I'm in the mix and, and all yep. this stuff. And, and the same thing, I literally said this when... um, What is it? What is it? Transmog.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: We know yeah, every that's, other that's, game um... in history of gaming for the most part, <laughs> this is a feature that should not cost anything, that should not be this complicated, right? But in my opinion... Again, marketing said, "Look, you know they wanted this thing for a long time, right? But we got to figure out how to monetize this. You got to figure out you cannot give them car blanche all the gear they want, right? So put a cap on that. Give them about four or five, four or five for the season." And then we'll deal with the aftermath later. There Mm -hmm. is the business side of Destiny that I feel always comes in. And that's why I don't go crazy on them anymore, because I know, like I said, when you see firing range and you hear the comments from the developers say, oh, no, no, we knew that thing was busted at launch, but we'll deal with the, the repercussions later. And if you notice, like you said, Evan, things at launch always tend to be OP first. It's mm-hmm. rare when you get something, you're like, damn, like I can count on my hand. Like maybe this season you can say Vax with the class that needs to get up, right? I could I can think about that one time when xenophage did came and we're like, Yeah, that's way uh, it's not terrible working, right? and now it's amazing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's but it's very rare. Normally it's like whatever said, where you know, remember it was supers all day. Wait, what is it? Uh skull Armour, all the super generating stuff. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's the- builds up hype and you get the casual the guy to get in there and feel powerful, and that's the guy that they want. They don't, not to say they don't care about the hardcore, but they want more engagement for new players. That's what's gonna get the business model popping. And you put these flashy things, it gets people excited. And then they'll deal with the repercussions later and they'll nerf later, they'll patch later. And I've always said, because it's this cyclical history that always repeats itself, it's not out of, it's not out of chance. This is the, this this is the struggle internally with a studio, and I, I I firmly believe that.
2: Yeah, I I mean that's perfect. Like, well, very very well said. It's just like, I think it's not a bad thing to know that to to be aware of business wise what's kind of happening. However, if you're Bungie, you got to be like. Uh, you got to be a little bit more subtle about how you approach your business aspect because we shouldn't be sitting here as players being like, ah, yes, I know exactly how they're doing this because of marketing X, Y, and Z. It's like, ah, we should probably give people what they want for a little bit and then sell because like, they're going to buy it either way because we love Destiny. Like, this game is so special. The the universe is wonderful. But, like, um, I, I just... I find myself with these type of topics. Like, I, I love... developer commentary that like firing range was able to do like i i love that type of stuff because it's just you get to hear what they're thinking and where their perspective is where they're coming from um i just i really wish i really wish that things came out the of course things are going to come out the gate kind of more powerful but i wish they weren't just like hey we broke the (laughs) game we'll fix it in three months like i would much rather it be like hey it's, it's a little bit more powerful than what you're used to but it's not broken yeah. like Vex Mythic Quest is a little underwhelming to what people yeah, wanted yeah. I haven't used it yet but I've heard that it's kind of underwhelming yeah Tassi got it and was just like nah this ain't it <laughs> it, ain't it, chief. it ain't it chief so like wow. should Vex be where it was when it first came out in Destiny 1 no oh god no that thing would break the game but should Vex be a you know worse version of Terriba from like crown of sorrow probably not either so like right. i think they're i th- i think azacross made a video on like the bungie is thinking about buffing vex with the class which it's, is good yeah. Yeah. i would rather things just come out in a sense of like it has a purpose it's going to fulfill right. that purpose instead of like it's going to break the game or it's going to be tremendously underwhelming
0: yeah i mean you're <clears throat> i mean the thing is it, it's such a tough thing because you know, on on I'm Lord's podcast, we get a lot of, the, you know, developers and we'll get like guys like Jason Schreier and you start to see how the, how the cake is made, right? You start to learn things about development. And here's the thing where I've learned to calm down on them. As mm-hmm. a gamer, I, I, I would say kind of things you were saying like, yo, what? They know what this is, bro. Well, they know this is messed up. What, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? What the hell, buddy? What's wrong with you? And the thing about game that I've game development that I've learned is there's that constant battle because you've got the developer and then you've got the publisher, so to speak, right? And in Bungie's case, they're independent now, right? So when before it was Activision and all that other stuff, now it's on them. So now they, remember in the past, we always used to be like, that damn Activision, they're the one making these decisions and <laughs> making it. And then we come to find out Oh, well, 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 it ain't just active because Tesla's out here moving and shaking since Activision's been gone, right? So the mm-hmm. reality is there's still the business side, right? And there's still the, the, the sustainability of the game. And one thing I try to calm down, I'm like, okay, look, they're on their own. They do need to make revenue. They do need to figure this out. And it's that, it's that constant balance, right? But I will give Bungie this credit. Most games... I'm looking at you, Outriders. <laughs> um, They don't listen after a while, and they are dug in. Looking at you, Marvel Avengers. Um, oh, like, no. bro, that like, one's they,
1: probably worse.
0: <laughs> decisions where the entire community is like, what are you doing? And they say, we're not playing anymore. One thing about Bungie, about them being analytic driven, is when they start seeing the retraction of people out of, that, the crucible and all that stuff, I'm a firm believer, Evan, that one of the mm-hmm. reasons that Stasis nerf was pushed up, because remember, they told us we were supposed to get that for a while. Yeah, they had to see those numbers. They had to see what is going on. And when we pull yeah. back, that's how we fight them, because we like, yo, they saying it. I'm out. You see m like, yo, I'm out. No. There, a lot of these people, oh, I'm not dealing with this. This is not it. And then, because I think the, the, the business of engagement is still important in live service. And I think that's what it is. So it's it's a healthy, it's a balance. That they have to flirt. But in their defense, I will say they generally, at usually at some point, finally do listen and try to correct course and make right. We just t- tired of the...
1: The, 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 the cycle, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like it's it continues to be the cycle of Destiny Two is going to come out with double primaries, and then Forsaken reinvents the game. It is the best expansion ever for Destiny Two. So again, it's like yeah, we'll go through the cycles. It seems to be just seems to be a trend. Like the ups and downs of Destiny is probably going to be what you could write literally title your book about this thing by the time it's all said and done.
2: Oh yeah, pretty much. I'll just literally call it the experience of Destiny. This is why people love to hate this game. This is why people. I hate to love this game.
1: I love yeah. the meme that's like, oh, you're talking bad about Destiny, and you're you're a player. Oh yeah, you can laugh about it all you want. Somebody who's never played Destiny, they're giving a crap. You can't do that. That's only for us. That one kills me <laughs> yep. so bad because it's so accurate. Be like, oh, you haven't lived in the blood, sweat, and tears of Destiny. You can't give it crap. You haven't been here, but I've been through it, so I can give it hell. <laughs> it's like it's a weird thing, but it's oddly accurate.
0: <laughs> and, and, and to you guys' credit, who runs successful channels, let's be honest. Destiny gives us stuff to talk about.
1: Oh, like, funny.
0: Destiny would do... It, it is... It, part of its longevity is this crazy history, right? You got Evan, you know, doing these historical pieces about the time when Destiny did this. So it's just it's always something to talk about. And E, like, the nerfs, the buffs, the this, the that. It, it It's a game. It, it weirdly... It's self-promotion and self-marketing by all this craziness that goes on with the game. Yeah. The ups and the downs.
2: Well, I think... Yeah, no, go ahead. No, I I fully agree with that. I think, uh, you know, as long as there's more stuff for me to talk about with the game, I'll be making videos on the game. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's pretty much my rule of thumb. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wanted to ask you guys, as for this
1: week's Expunge mission, if you had a chance to jump into it and also kind of the lore and story this week with uh, um, reality hitting one of our NPCs pretty hard. So I wanted to see if you guys had any thoughts about basically where the story is going. Uh, so far if you guys have any hunch of where it could be leading just kind of where you feel it's at this week and cool stuff and if you had a chance to run that expunge mission
2: uh yeah i've uh i've i ran the expunge mission i thought it was really cool um i thought like they used some new mechanics which like i haven't seen them use Ooh. before and i'm like i'm like okay cool like I'm 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 happy with that i thought the mission was well done i think all the expunge missions have been very well done they've been they they do exactly what Destiny should do. It's a good mix of time, time management, platforming, and gunplay. And that's like to me, that's always where Destiny, like activity wise, is at its best, is when you know you're managing your gunplay well, you're also managing your time well. Like that's why people really like like the zero hours and like the whisper missions, cause it's like time but also platforming, but also clearing tough enemies. Like that's and I think Expunge is a good like little sample of that. Um as far as story goes, I I have a feeling that like we're gonna see some sort of some sort of fighting or some sort of war with like Lakshmi and Mithrax because like Lakshmi clearly does not like Mithrax or the Fallen at all, mm-hmm. and everybody else is like get with the program, old lady, and she's like nah, and like <laughs> I I have a feeling like we're we're seeing some kind of turmoil like about to kind of be ready to to pop at some point, so. We'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm excited, and we still got what two months left in the season? A month, uh, two, August two?
1: 24th. So, two months, yeah, two and a half more than almost. two months. Yeah, like yeah. we got, and we've only got probably because you're gonna have the challenges for Vault of Glass launching next week. We're gonna have a few more weeks of expunge, but you've got quite a few weeks left in the season, right?
2: So, we have like a lot to kind of go over before we even get to the before we even get to a potential like you know crazy moment but i have a feeling it's going to be more back and forth more like you know more more shit talking from one to another and you know just like <laughs> constant like back and forth and i i mean i don't know i think it's i think they're doing a really good job this is the first season because i know a lot of people say last season story-wise was like awesome but last season we sat at a table and watched like a projector kind of talk to us about stuff this is the first season where we're constantly seeing fighting and i think there's a good interesting storyline because i think all of us internally knew that kaito coming here we were probably going to team up with kaito like i think everybody kind of like just guessed that that was going to happen there was going to be no consequences of that i think this time this is so like holy crap like it's actually happening like there is this house of light that we thought was going to come with outbreak at some point like you know yada, yada yada like it's finally happening and we're seeing things, but we don't necessarily know the payoff yet. We don't know that yet. And I think we knew with Season of the Chosen where the payoff was going to be, where it was going to land, and I don't right. think we know necessarily where this is going to land yet. Good point.
1: True. Yeah. What about you, Cog? Where you been? Yeah, I agree. I think
0: it is. It's just that the beauty of the season, law wise is literally what Evan said, that the uncertainty right, of how this is going to play out because, you know, Lakshmi, let's be honest, we haven't seen her in such a long time. So for her to come back and be such a divisive force at the tower, which I think is brilliant. Like I just, I love the writing. It really mirrors a lot of real world scenarios as far as like you know little, immigrants, a so to too speak. Close. Or yeah, yeah, like you know crossing borders and all this other stuff. And Mythrax has been in this weird position where he's trying his best to really keep it together, even though his people are you know really getting a lot of you know. Against them with the ether tanks the following but I did the expunge I, I agree with everyone. I thought the expunge which was really good this week a nice cool mechanics the way you you did the the, the um finding the boxes and then trying yep. to unlock the puzzles while the things are coming at you thought mm. that was well done you know and then we got like you said he the uh the, we wonder why Sate was quiet last week yeah and uh yeah he had a lot of reflection and it was a really it was really well done. you go speak to him in the tower. And he's really solemn, he's really looking at a self, you know, analysis of himself as, as a monster. And, you know, one thing, the, what they did very well with his character is when they brought him in, you know, he's rough and tough saint, we all know that, right? But one thing about him when you play trials and stuff, he's always like, the, the children, they love when they laugh, and the children, it, everything is the children, right? And it bothered him yep. when the fallen babies, and they were, they were like they were running they were scared that's a big thing with his character he's and like
1: nightmare fuel to them
0: and yes they were terrified he, they were terrified and he he talked about it the, the the self-analysis was really good you know we go back and, and obviously you know laxley's still stirring the damn pot cora, <laughs> Dude. cora had her her conversation yeah with girl, though. i'll leave yeah, I leave you on that icy moon. You keep running your mouth. I
1: <laughs> thought that was like, I thought that was perfect. She's like, she could Nova bomb her pretty much out of existence, but I like more mm-hmm. of the like isolationist punishment, like a, a spy mm-hmm. that screws up and gets stuck in a like a radar tower in Alaska or something. Yeah. It's the same idea. I was like, that's mm-hmm. kind of perfect.
0: I, I love that. So the warning was given, you know, and you know, we got to see it it, it. it could go so many ways. I'm very curious. To see the resolution, that definitely the conflict's coming. I want to know what's going on. I want to know about the Osiris theory. What's going on with him? Was you know with his motivations or not motivations? And then obviously, um, Crow and Zavala. So we we got some loose ends to tie. Probably a couple more weeks, but I every week I, I look forward to doing the Expunge, getting the info, seeing where this thing goes, But what about you, E? Like any standouts? Was it the same thing that got you or just in
1: general? The same thing Sorry. was the same thing yeah. was really good just to see his character. Even Ruku had a good point. It's like that Saint never got the chance to adapt yes. to basically the transition of what we've been going through post-Golden Age because he died long mm-hmm. before D1 ever started. It's like Max. the stuff that we've been going through, the gods that we've killed, the challenges that we've gone through in the tower and not the tower mm-hmm. and all of the things we've done and changes we've seen and he hasn't been around for a lot of that. So it's actually, that's a really good point. But also the fact, as you said, when, you know, the Elixney children, the hatchlings, however you want to call them, whatever age they are, mm-hmm. they look at Saint as literally the boogeyman, and they see yeah. him as just literally the, the epitome of fear. So when they mm-hmm. see him walking around on patrol, they're like, um, sorry, that's the dude in our, like, scary books, and he's just, mm-hmm. like, that's that's got to be terrifying. That'd be like me walking around the grocery yeah. store and <laughs> literally just looking at, like, just some terrifying game. Like, you know, just some... It's the
0: cheater! It's the cheater. He's here! <laughs> yeah,
1: it's just like... But that's like a really cool way to humble somebody really fast and actually make yeah. you empathize with, for one, what he's doing, two, kind of what it is like for the House of Light. They didn't do anything wrong. Fallen, mm-hmm. in turn, are, you know, they've been our enemy, and obviously he fought them, and in his mind, he's protecting the city, but them, they're trying to get to the Traveler, so it's like, mm-hmm. it's been really cool, I would say the best thing has been seeing the perspectives this season, I think is yes. what I've really enjoyed with the story, is getting yes. getting the outside perspectives, getting Lakshmi's perspective, because I she's know. seeing something... So it's all, yeah, she's, she's, but she's like, she looked into her thing and she was like, before I didn't say anything and the Red War came and, you know, we lost our power Mm -hmm. and almost lost the entire tower. We did lose the tower because we're sitting on a a shelf now. Um, So she's scared, like what she saw doesn't matter. And now if she doesn't say anything, but you're like, then in turn it's out of context. Is Mithrax in the burning city? Oh yeah,
0: the vision that she had, yeah. Yeah, is it something that's like,
1: is it, is he helping? Is he hurting? Is he the one that caused right. it? Is he trying to like save people? We don't know much context around that. So again, it's like a lot of things without all the details around it. So I think mm-hmm. this has been like, you, the season of perspective has been like a really, really cool one to kind of be part of. And I think the way I was listening to the DCP um, and I think the way they always phrase it, it's like, part of the issue with Destiny sometimes feels like I get the page in the mail a week for the book I'm reading. Yeah, of course. The way they tell the story mm-hmm. every week is like, I get the page in the mail a week. I'm like, this is it. But it's also the idea of the TV shows that you find successful yeah. are the ones that you do get the episode every week so you can talk about mm-hmm. what's going on as opposed to the Netflix show that dumps all you know season. Well, you binge yeah. it, it's cool, it's reviewed, and then it's done as opposed to the weekly right. discussion like we have right now. And I was like, that's yeah. a good point. I actually had not thought about that. And I was like... And as Evan said a long time ago, the way they're doing the story this season, more in-game, more like the actual other space that we've got, not just the holographic projection, which was cool, a step in the good direction. But this season, no, it's like this one, I do enjoy the Tuesday. And even if it is just my Tuesday, it is like that is one of the first things I'm waiting. I'm very curious every Tuesday where they go. So Mm -hmm. no, it's Mm -hmm. like if this is the way the episodes are doled out on a weekly basis, they've been stepping up the game and I can I can live with this. But I gotta, every so I often, I'm it. just like, you know, could I blow through the story? If somebody jumps into this se- story or this season like eight weeks later, they're going to have their, a lot to wrap their head around. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how he, he, he waits the last minute. I will say, did
0: that you brought up perspective, one part that is, again, I don't agree with Laxley, like, but there's some part that is funny that I'm like, all right, she may have a point here, is that like when you do an expunge and she's like, you know, she's talking about the vex tech or whatever, and she's going into this, and, I, and she's like, "Meanwhile, we don't invite them to our homes." <laughs> like, like, so she's like, "You know, they're the enemy. We, we, I can respect their power, but we're not gonna put them in the same tower." as I. And I'm like, "This girl is off the chain." Like, she, yeah, she did her bag. Like, it's, I always felt the writing is good when writing is always good when you at sometimes some point can sympathize or empathize with the villain. And even though she is out of control, there are some bars that she has been putting down that's kind of funny to me. I'm like, well, she not got a point. No one they didn't ask this the people of the city for their permission to bring the fall. I was like, she do got a point with certain things, even though she's completely over the top. Yeah, is this so a democracy? A it's good. like, <laughs> not really. <laughs> yeah, it's good, it's good. I'm dying to see where I go, but say, yeah, say got his moment to shine. You know, we got to see the, the you know, the, the the inner side, the softer side, and how he he did feel, you know, remorse for a lot of the
1: stuff. How, how he's viewed by the yeah. Elixir children. It's like I got the expunge mission done in four minutes eighteen seconds was my fastest. Ooh. But don't don't beat it too fast, or don't beat the boss too fast. I will say sh- say because you oh. break it. Really? Yeah, you can nuke him and it just sticks. It'll it'll glitch out the mission.
2: Because really? I, I
1: I hit him a couple times with a grenade launcher and breaching and clear, and then mm-hmm. if you go curious of the falling star and nuke him with thunder crash, you just sit there and the timer just ticks forever. Oh mm-hmm. no! I broke oh. him. Yeah. So I had it really fast once. I was like, damn. So I had to go a little slower, and I was like, all right. I'll. I did about five minutes in a video and just like took the super out of the equation for the guide that mm-hmm. I did, and I was just like. Not too fast, but yeah, it's like, you can, you can, I did, yeah, because you can get to that boss section like two and a half minutes when you run. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's actually, it's cool. Um, But I have enjoyed like being inside the Vex network and stuff like that from like week one, Mylan, everybody else is talking about Quaria, Blade Transform to wonder Mm. if like, if Quaria is the one that's like causing the simulation and then if that's the case, is it causing Lakshmi to do this? Like, is is Lakshmi being manipulated? manipulated. Is it Sabathun doing the manipulation? Like, mm-hmm. how far all of these chains go? And this always just takes me back to the famous setting up the dominoes that Savathun is doing. Mm-hmm. And I keep wondering, again, like, this season's like, now we got some Civil War strife going on within the city. We got the Avengers possible coming together of Fallen and Cabal and mm-hmm. don't know what else is going to be going on. And then season 15, is this going to be this, like, eight-month season and I don't know how they're going to tell the story that's going to go into potentially the kickoff of the next trilogy. And I'm just going, I don't know where they're going with this thing. And I don't know how all the pieces are going to fit together. But they are setting up a lot of things right now. Crow, as you guys have said. Osiris, you know, theoretically loses a ghost. Some people have some big suspicions about Osiris being maybe, maybe not so great. Like, there's a lot of question mark cards in New Red. If he was in here, I'd probably call that one up. But there's, there's so much they're setting up right now. I'm... Yeah. The little weekly stories will be the thing, but it being a part of this journey—that's again, I think, why Evan bringing it all the way back around is. Witch Queen is having so much built up to it from Taken King on, and now this little stuff that we're getting into—we want that moment, and I just hope they can deliver. At
2: mm-hmm. some point,
1: I think that's that's the big one at this point. Is like in Avengers: Endgame was better than it ever could have been because they actually didn't ruin something that took twenty-three movies, twenty-two movies to build. If they do a Destiny franchise finish, however, it's like Witch Queen, Lightfall, whatever's after that, whatever they have planned, man. I hope it's good.
2: <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> I, I I am really interested to see what they meant by this is only chapter one. Yeah. That's that's what I'm very curious because I I feel like I'm going to be in a retirement home when this game is done, when this franchise <laughs> is over. Oh, the franchise, like, yeah. Movies, if this anime is chapter shows. Chapter one. And we have movies, and TV shows, books, other games, probably a different IP from Bungie in the next few years. Like, there is so much that they're doing, but I'm also sitting here like, okay. Are we gonna kill Savathun and the Witch Queen? Please, like, please.
1: <laughs> are we ever gonna meet the Veil? Like, those are the are things. Are we ever that...
2: gonna meet the Veil? Are we ever gonna kill Savathun? Are we ever gonna like what is Callus doing right Going now? The nine. Yeah, the, the nine? nine, just the nine, anything. Just the nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd love to know what continues with like
1: Elsie and Clovis. Cause they like mm-hmm. Beyond Light set up this like. Massively cool new world brought Elsie back. You've got like you know the anti-vanguard trio there, and then it's just like poof, and they do that every all like all the time with these little like yeah. And here's chapter three, and you're like part two of the book. That's like two years from now. You're like Mm -hmm. damn it, like I can you complete one of these? And that's why I was like the Avengers moment. Like if you set all this stuff up, man, I hope they have good enough writing to somehow bring it all together. um...
2: It's like when I was reading the uh, the Game of Thrones books, like mm-hmm. every single time you would read the books, you'd just like, it, just to go off of that, you'd go like, because you'd hit a chapter that would say John or like Rob or whatever. And then, and you know, I got nothing against Daenerys because so I think Daenerys is a cool character in the show. But whenever you turn that page and see the Danny chapter, you'd be like... Mm -hmm. all right i'm in for one all right cool and then you you read through it and then you go to the next one you're like oh sick back you know back Mm -hmm. to back to john or back back to uh back to Tyrion. like okay Mm -hmm. this stuff is or i mean just cersei's chapters were just really cool too like all those things but like you turn the page and be like all right danny all right cool (laughs) the
0: the danny disrespect (laughs) the
2: danny chapters were not as interesting to me as like the other things because she was always like She's always the character that's, like, the, the do-gooder type of character. And you're like, I like the do-gooder character. Like, I think that's really nice. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I'm ready to hear... I'm here for some drama you're in this book. Drama. I'm ready. Well, that's I'm, like, I'm, here, really. I'm here to read about Tyrion stuff. I'm here to read about, like, him preaching to the High Council, like, everything, you know? But
1: well, that's the thing, too. I mean, when you sit back and look back at that show, like, her world is so much of, like, trying to find, you know, her army and doing all these things. She, like, was just this little thing every so often. And you're like... Is that like hers was building for about eight seasons, and that book doesn't even exist yet, so her fun stuff hasn't even happened in the books yet, it's insane. So, I was like, yeah. So, I can only imagine when you get to those chapters, it's like, Well, we're walking around with all the eunuchs again, and my army exactly. is protecting yeah. me, <laughs> exactly. and we're and it's like, I can, I didn't read them, but I can definitely can picture that now that you say that because, yeah, you go through about six seasons, Danny, Danny's like danny is the outside building still on the
2: other side of westeros (laughs) like she's she's still over there and (laughs) everybody is still over here and it's like all right cool now we're gonna you know yeah it's like kind of the same thing with like the disconnects of stuff with with destiny where it's like all right now we have the eris morn chapter Mm -hmm. all right now we have Mm -hmm. the aramis chapter now we Mm -hmm. have like and and you're so excited to hear about you know, this chapter with this character, you're like, Oh my God, I want to know is the drifter a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Where, where where's his backstory? I want to have a whole year dedicated to just this guy's story. And then Mm -hmm. the next chapter, it's like, yeah, but what if we just decided to uh, introduce a whole new character seven years in? you're like, man, just please give me the payoff of like one of these stories. I I think beyond light, I actually don't, I don't think there's anything left. For Clovis, El- I think Anna Bray has something left because there's still that whole thing with Rasputin that we have no idea, like, what's going on with Rasputin. Yeah. But I don't think Elsie or Clovis really have anything left. Like, I don't really... I can't really think... Other than, like, Elsie helping us, I don't think she has, like, a story anymore because I feel like they did the whole story of, like, her background with Clovis and, and Clovis's story of, of his background in the raid. Like, I feel like the only thing we would potentially get is like Anna going to Clovis and being like, hey, Rasputin is no longer able to work here. How can All we right. fix him? That would be kind of the only thing that I could see them going with. Yeah. But even then, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that um, there's anything really left with the, with the Bray family outside of Anna. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. No, if you, to... if you
1: were looking at the season right now so far, what would be your uh, retrospective be about?
2: Mm, this season? Yeah, so far since I know it's not oh. done, it's early. Well, I already made a video about Vogue that was over an That's hour right. long and that came out earlier this week. Yep, I saw um, that. Um Vogue video, and then
1: I guess you'll probably have to see how the story ends to be like that time that you know the Fallen became our allies and yet like, like, like civil a, war started or something. Yeah, like
2: if there's like a world event type of deal this season, then I'm in for sure. We but... are we are due for one of those yeah for sure for sure but uh, i kind of feel like like i had this weird feeling because of the way expunge is set up because the way like they did the promotional material where there was like a secret code in the trailers and stuff because of all that stuff i i kind of had this hunch that they're kind of teasing a puzzle like a community puzzle That would be cool, like, then that's an easy event to cover. And, like, I oh, love yeah. community puzzles, I don't necessarily love staying up for six days in a row, <laughs> but no that one does. But that was still a crazy thing, like, Niobe, yeah. and then follow that up the next year with uh, with Corridors of Time, like, those are cool events, and that's stuff that gets people excited to watch and be a part of Destiny. So, if there's more like that, and if there's a new one this season, I mean, that'll probably be the easiest one. People wanted me to cover Presage. I'm, I'm going to cover prestige eventually. I was kind of waiting because I, I saw that somebody had oobed into the room at like the first day there was like a crown of sorrow helmet in there. So I was like yeah. waiting for maybe like master prestige might have it. You know, I'm going to wait Ooh. on prestige. And then it turned out you just needed to get all of the all the files Olympos, or open yeah. all the chests yeah. in there. Yeah. And I was like, man, I should have made the prestige video way before. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna have to make a presage video pretty soon. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know. I'm not in a rush for Presage. I was gonna say, say that one that, like, you
1: could like let breathe at this point be like, yeah, hey, remember sure. this time we went on to the alien isolation in Destiny? Yeah, there you go.
2: No, mm-hmm. for sure. Like like those things I can I can let breathe, but yeah. uh as far as like anything this season that's like I have to make a video immediately, I think I already did, which is like vaulted glass. Like mm-hmm. I don't really think there's another like big I have to make this as soon as it comes out. But uh, if there was anything, it'd probably be like, I don't even know, like maybe expunge missions being cool and like where they could go with introducing new mechanics. But that'd be like years down the road. Like, that's the thing about my channel is like, you know, you got to find things that people are nostalgic about, not things that people are really uh, kind of like it's fresh in their mind about. In a way, because you want to like like Menagerie would at this point would be something that I could make a video about because menagerie is like people loved it people want it back Ooh. but that's and that's some of the people would be happy to watch yeah but i don't think people would be happy to watch maybe they would i don't know but <laughs> like i don't think as many people would be happy to watch me make a video about like hey the expunged mission this week was pretty cool like that's just not my type yeah. of content and there's not a lot for me to talk about there it's like it, we we pretty much talked about it in the in the one question that we already had together it was like you know Sponge mission cool. You know, Lakshmi is a is a little weird, like, and uh Mithrax is is trying to explain to Saint 14 St. 14 made mistakes. He now has to repent those like sins that he made, and you know, like all these different things. Like, you know, like there's those that's the fun stuff we can talk about in like the group discussion. But I don't think that's something that I could make a video on unless it's a recap at the end of the season.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Makes sense. Fair yeah. Enough. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you got
1: any other uh Questions or anything? Because I was like, the TWAB was pretty light, honestly. I did want to shout out, um, outside of the fashion contest, which is just blowing up my Twitter right now, and will not stop because, you know, you (laughs) follow Bungie and they're just like, look at all these cool people. I'm like, stop my Twitter. (laughs) Um, So they're doing that. But I did want to say two things. One, uh, the women at Bungie, Uh whole thing is really, really cool. Check that one out. Still got the International Women's Day pin. I've seen people getting those on Twitter. They've got a whole well, uh, women at Bungie, like, inclusion club. Because honestly, in the world of gaming, it's a boys club. So the fact that this mm-hmm. is like an inclusion, they're trying to... Bungie is like, got to be one of the top leaders, publicly especially, that I've yeah, probably ever seen gosh. for anything for inclusion, support, openness, mm-hmm. and everything else. And just really for cool sure. to see them stepping this one up as well. So I wanted to make sure to shout that one out. They've got a full write-up on it. Um, so go check the blog. And check that one out. Um, And the other piece is going to be GCX, which is going to be going on next week. Um, Shout out, creator. I'm sure a couple of you guys are as well. So I'll be roaming around the space station over the course of Ah. the weekend, uh, June 17th through June 20th. So I'll be around checking it out. Advanced GG, shout out, they're going to have a booth. Uh, But there's also going to be an exclusive ghost. So you have to actually roam around and find all seven hidden ghosts, just like the destiny one days Ah. and all the collectibles. And there is an exclusive emblem that you can earn from doing that. Also everything right now, uh, going through Bungie store, everything is going to St. Children's St. Jude's hospital. They'll be doing their like donation block coming up. All that crazy stuff starts with GCX. And this is the time when it's like, how much are they going to collect this time? And it's like, How much last year was like, I think it was six million or something for St. Jude's over the course of the marathon. Oh, yeah. Plus everything that leads up to it is just bonkers. I don't know if you guys saw like Blessing did like a hundred K. Like Kyle Blessing, if you guys know him, awesome stuff. He did like a hundred K and then it's like he was playing, I think, something with like Reggie. It just Such cool stuff this time of year with the GCX and all the charity drives and stuff. So, definitely check out GCX. Check out the charity drives. You've got some emblems you can donate. Make sure you read the specifics on the emblems and things like that. If you want the special emblem for donations, it is in a specific $50 donation. Not like $30 plus $20. If it's a $50 donation, that's how they're going to do the filtering. So, if you want to get in for the Eris Morin signed statues, there's a certain number of those, $7 donations. So there are a couple of things if you guys want to get in the mix for all of the GCX supporting, it's all going to St. Jude's. Check that stuff out. I wanted to make sure and um, shout that one out for sure. Oh, oh. Um, other than that, there are some like known issues and changes for Golden Gun, a couple things, and technicalities mm-hmm. that yep. I'm not going to get into yep. right now.
0: Yep, I get my boots of Assembler working right. Yeah, <laughs> good, yeah. That's what I need, because that's one of my favorite new exotics. <laughs> and shout out to you, for putting me on. Sleeper, finally, it's going to yes. be coming.
1: Sleeper's getting I'm buffed to like sleeper. 16.5% buff, I think. So yes, It's going to be pretty potent, uh, I think everybody's that, mentioning. That catalyst broke me.
0: I was so angry. and I finally got it done, only to see this Sleeper buff not affect one of my favorite weapons and be still relegated to not be at the top exotic and i'm like uh so i can't <laughs> wait till finally when it went hopefully the next patch right, yeah they i that, think the yeah, next they, patch
1: is going to be next month i think they said july is the next, yeah, next month so hopefully man
0: I'll be back on sleep in next month man got it ready
1: yeah well i mean that's all that i think we've got i know we're kind of getting close to about that perfect time for evan as well so i wanted to wrap this thing up about on time but before we go wanted to shout you out sir thank you for joining us it was an absolute Pleasure to have you on. Had an absolute blast. Likewise. Thank you. It was, it was fun. Yeah. Um, and at this point, the floor is yours to let people know if there's anything that you got teased in the Patreon, where they can support you, what you got cooking, yeah. what you enjoy doing, and just the floor is yours. Tell them everything. It's it's your time.
2: Uh, well, I mean... Since you're putting me on, it's not necessarily a shameless plug, but I'll I'll, I'll, I'll nah. plug a couple. Plug, of things. plug everything. Um,
1: no shamelessness.
2: I plug just it. started. Uh, if if anybody has or hasn't seen the vaulted glass video, it's over an hour long. It's about the like raid race story, the teams that were involved. Like it's really cool, and it took a lot of time to put together. I think it took over a month. I was sick two different times. One was an actual like like I had I didn't have I didn't have coronavirus. I had. Um, like a bad stomach bug. And Mm. then right after two days after I went and got my vaccine for my second Moderna vaccine. So I got, so I got sick for four days after that. Oh man. So I was like double sick writing this script. The script ended up being like over 30 pages long. It was super, super, super fun to make though. But like, it was just a crazy project that took forever to make. And like, it was, it got slightly delayed because of that stuff. But, um, we ended up, dropping the 15th wish video the unsolved mystery of that like i said that's my favorite video i've ever made it was the hardest yeah. video well like i i it was definitely the hardest video i've ever made that is for sure um and that was crazy crazy um just how much went in went into it just in every single aspect it's literally like a movie um so that one is available on patreon right now and i will be releasing it Actually, this is the first time I've said this, but I'll be releasing it on the 21st of June to YouTube. But if you wanted to watch it early, it's on Patreon and then also, you know, shameless, shameless, shameless. Um I did a exclusive merch drop as well with uh, nice. with this wonderful talented uh, artist named Nogi San who made a beautiful design of inspired by Atrex. So, it's nice. And it's and it's it's actually if you see in the background, it's on yeah. a display right there. Okay, okay, I okay. can grab it real quick. Got it, got yeah, it. Let's bring, see this bring,
0: bring thing to the front. Bring that to the front. We we'll see see what's going on over there. See with that fire, that heat rock. Oh, dude, yeah, that crazy. is fantastic! That's clean, my like, dear. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. yes, that's fire. fire. The, moment,
2: in the background, everything. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, but there's a lot. She's she's insanely talented. So, like, I, yeah, if you guys are listening to the work, audio.
1: Check us out on video. I'll try and timestamp this thing for kind of the outro stuff. So if you listen and you want to find the video, it'll be right here tucked in towards the end. That that thing's amazing. That's fantastic. Thank Man, you. I'm always so blown away by, like, what artists put together sometimes. Nice. And uh, you're mm-hmm. just scrolling through. Did you... I think I tagged you on it, Cog. The Vault of Glass one from uh, Be Serious. Mm-hmm. Dude, that was... There's a, really good. Just, I'm yeah. continuously blown away by artists and stuff like that all yeah. the time. It's so cool that I follow enough of those now that um, have it drop in the bits. Thank you very much there at the end. Um, man, that's yeah. Go support this man putting in like a month's worth of like deathbed work over there trying to get this video uh. out for the 15th wish. So, yeah, go watch it early. Throw throw some Patreon his way. Subscribe to his Twitch channel. Find him on Twitter. Find him on Hopefully a Twitter thing gets resolved, but that's a story for another day. So but yeah, on
2: Twitter it's just an underscore. Thing. Yeah, have <laughs> <Heaven> F nineteen
1: ninety seven <1997 laughs> underscore until oh, yeah, the uh, until resolved.
2: Until...
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's well, that's that's so that's yeah that's messed up. But yeah, we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thank you, sir. Cog, what else you got coming besides how many hours you're going to be talking about uh, Xbox coming up? I mean, your predictions was long. Mm-hmm. is it host? so what xbox for me hits it's going to be one o'clock for xbox for you right yeah one so literally the same time we would normally do ILP.
0: so are you going to do it
1: live it. do it and then talk about it, or are you going to wait for it to go and then do it after no no we're doing it live we're going to okay. do a live reaction we're, yeah, doing, we're doing it live
0: it. we're doing it live we're doing it live yeah probably like uh hopefully not more than 30 minutes afterwards after the show just a little recap talk about it but um, yeah, man, you check us out Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern, Iron Lords Podcast, YouTube. And um yes, appreciate the support. This is big for us, big week for us, a lot of news and stuff. And uh, look, go to lordsofgaming.net if you guys can. Uh, again, tons of articles we got approved for our uh, media access at E3. So there's been a ton of articles of all the games coming out, your Elden Ring and Summer Games Fest stuff as well. So check that stuff out. And we've been also doing a series called The Lords Minute. Where we kind of grab one of the lords up and we we have various usually a one subject five to ten minute kind of topic and a couple of guys are hardcore Destiny guys on the website so they'll pull me up they're like God we got to talk about what's going on you know say in the season so I love to do those shout out to the team shout out to Ty shout out to everyone you know Josh and those guys so salute uh, so like I said check us out Sunday and uh, we'll be we doing it big and and the E3 coverage continues and then of course. That last word podcast. We really appreciate everyone, you know, pulling up, coming through the support. Evan, you were fantastic. love Thank you. Your story, yeah, man, really good stuff. Really good content. Really good content. I, I, lo- I love the vibe. It's almost like the the, his, the History Channel vibe, man. <laughs> <In a laughs> dope, yeah, man. fun way. Like but that's not, the not History boring. Channel. Yeah, yeah, like it's truly, truly dope. So salute to you on that. And E man, what you got? I, I, I snuck into one of your. Your Mass Effect stream, I was very, very yes. proud. I was, yes. I was happy. I was
1: playing about was eight proud. hours into a Mass Effect, and apparently did the Citadel to start. Kind of wandered out. I found who's the blue lady? I cannot remember her name right now. L- oh, Liara. I got her Fre- released from prison. Yeah, freed her. Right, yep. So right. I freed her, and then I was like, okay, what do I do next? And I did the entire Asteroid X fifty seven. I did yes. the whole thing, and I learned that that was just the DLC. I was like okay, whoops. <laughs> so, no, I mean, there's no wrong way to no, do it. No, I know, but like I was that like, that was just shit. like random to come across. But you so know. far, that's kind of one of those, like, that sets a really high standard for world building for me, even just like eight oh. hours, the world, like the, if you ask them the questions, like, I want to know more about this, that, and if you actually pay attention to the world they build in Mass Effect, it's large and it's cool to see, like, Destiny is following in suit, like the world they build here, now we're seeing more lore. Now we're seeing some... um like all the backgrounds of these stories and the characters coming through. It's like story can make a game if done well, and mm-hmm. definitely cool to see Destiny stepping up its game. And it's kind of yes. really cool to go back and experience something like that that really set a bar that so many people oh, hold in higher regards. So,
0: and one thing I would highly advise, and I'm still mad that no other video game has copied this, is the codex for the lore. Mm. Have you gone to the codex section? I've seen if a couple you- of
1: pieces, I just haven't dug deep because I've been just trying to yeah. experience the game so far.
0: The thing about them, it, it
1: it's it's literally
0: Destiny Grimoire in in game with picture and narrated. So uh, if that's... you want to learn about the get, like it's voice, the guys like the guest is da-da-da. and you're like, oh okay, and it's it it's got the little picture and it's got a good description. So yeah, when you get a chance, check out the Codex section and just check on any of the alien races or anything, and you'll learn a lot. And I just wish more games. don't don't do that because it's really, it's great for world building.
1: Yeah. Uh, But other Mm -hmm. than that, for me, uh, shout outs, kind of got my official thing going on for advanced GG. So 30% off uh, if you use code EBONTIS30. So if you guys -hmm. are looking to check that out, they literally just dropped the sour watermelon flavor today. So I cannot wait to taste that one here in either like kind of like watermelon Jolly Rancher, Sour Patch Wallet. If it's anything like Sour Patch Watermelon or watermelon Jolly Rancher, I'm in trouble. Cause yeah, that one's going to be duking it out for a top spot. So yeah, that's good through Sunday. So depending on when you guys hear or see this one, otherwise Ivantis is ten percent off. Um, but other than that, man, that it's Ivantis everywhere: YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all that stuff. You guys know what I do. Um, Evan, I know you got to go, so we want to wrap this thing up. Sorry, we ran a smidge long on you, but okay, uh, you're fine. But <laughs> thank you very much for coming in. Glad to have you. This is an absolute blast. Like next time, we get like a crazy. Uh, crazy situation happening. we'll have to see about bringing you back through because it was definitely sure, a fun sure. chat and any souls person sure. might have to see when elden ring comes back you might have to bring you on for a little uh, uh double time for sure yeah <laughs> gotta bring him back which queen is hot and i'm gonna say
0: see evan i told you it was going to be a hot <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i gotta mess with him i gotta mess with him oh <laughs> that's pretty good um But that's pretty much all we got for right now. I'm going to send you guys over to Amaze here in just a second. I know he's streaming right now. So send the love over to the hype man of Twitch. Uh, But for now, we are going to wrap this one up. Thank you guys very much. Episode number 153 with Evan. It is June 11th. And for this episode, it has been The the Last last word. Word.